The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat. I am your ad hoc host, somehow, yet again, Jason, and we have a full stable of cast members for y'all tonight. Uh, we've got our intrepid leader, beloved host, Jesse. I'm the horse of this uh, barn stable of podcasters. Is this, what we're, is this what we're doing? We're all picking animals? I'm just playing along, Steve. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, we're all animals uh, now. Clearly, there's uh, Steven. All right, well, um, let's see. I'm going to go with a chicken. Yeah. Fair. Chicken. Fair barnyard right, animal. Right. Solid. Uh, we've got Michael. We've got Odin. Will. <laughs> Will, what animal are you? What, what animal are you in the barn? Animal. Wait, wait, wait. In what barnyard animal? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. your favorite? Pick one, quick. Easy. Easy. Pheasant. There you go. Ooh, pheasant. Okay. All we right, got cool. Pheasant. Oh, okay. Uh, upper left-hand <laughs> corner, we've got Mike Weimart. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking pig. I think I'm going to be the brains of the operation. All right. <laughs> solid. Solid. Uh, sloppy boy. Sloppy boy. Sloppy boy. Yeah. They they can go straight through a body. Uh, Snatch taught me that. Yeah. Um, num, num. British gangsters. <laughs> and lastly. Man, I'm concerned. Our intrepid guest host for today. We have Jake English. Jake, say hi. Well, Hello. Uh, Jake, my boy. What's up, guys? Barnyard animal, bro. Which one? I, I, I gotta go with. Uh, I was gonna go with pig, but um, <laughs> you know, I think I'm just the llama that's really confused <laughs> to be mm. here. Mm. So, okay. fun fact: Tina, Tina, right? eat your food. Eat your food, <laughs> Tina. Uh, you freaking lark! Come get some dinner. Alpacas, terrible people. <laughs> so, so we're like a we're like a South American farm, or yeah. Okay, or is this just like a know. weird? It's like a weird petting zoo, right? Like, I mean, it sounds like it might be one, right? Like, I mean, if yeah. it's got, we have a llamas, pheasants, business plan. Like, I don't even know. I mean, nobody, nobody called capybara, so you know, oh, that's we got true. that going for that us. A good one. Well, folks, uh, that's the vibe we are going with this evening as we review for you the Ninth Legion, the Blood Angels. Yeah. Yay. So, Jake, since you're the guest, uh, tell us about your Blood Angels army. How'd you get into them? Why do you like them? What's fun about them? Why should other people play them? Tell us fun stuff. Sh sure. Uh, well, I've, I'll endeavor to do my best. <laughs> um, well, I started playing Blood Angels probably back in fourth ed, I think. I, I got in when they mm -hmm. still had the little like 20 page pamphlet as their rule book and it was oh, like, yeah. you want to see the full rules for this? You got to go buy a different book that we don't sell anymore. I'm like, okay, great. Um, <laughs> I started off in 40k with Tau and I got sick of getting the absolute breaks beat off me every game. So I'm like, man, I need something melee oriented. And I looked at Space Marines first, saw Space Wolves. So I'm like, all right, Space Vikings, that's pretty sick. I'm down for that. But I do not like that baby blue armor. So I looked at Space Vampires. I'm like, fuck yeah, these guys are red. Mm -hmm. They are Space Vampires. Team Edward, like we are here to, we are ready to go. 
and I never looked back <laughs> essentially. Um, uh, there, there's a joke in my local group that, uh, even though this isn't how this worked, uh, my army specifically is the company of blood angels that later became the lamenters because they're so unlucky and just die <laughs> for no reason all the time. Oh, there's um, a reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's because you're cursed. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. I am cursed. Um, but uh, yeah, I just really enjoy painting red. It's just a really interesting color that you can do a lot with. Um, and uh, definitely going for like a vintage vibe with mine. I'm starting to incorporate more like yellow weapon casings and black flames and shit on them. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Jake, what are some other things you can do with red? Uh, can I don't know. You can uh, paint your walls with it. You can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all you got? <laughs> Accent. Come wall. on. You said you said. <laughs> we got to have a list. Um, uh, you can you can make apples. I don't know. Two more, Jake. Two more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Two, name two other things you can paint with red. Quick, if you want uh, full points. You can, realistic blood effects with ketchup. Oh, uh, good one. Good one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very good. Okay. okay. And uh, fire engines. There you go. Yeah. There we go, all folks. Right. That's all the things you can do with red. Literally, Everybody all those things. <laughs> Nothing else. It's I don't want to see red it. on anything else. Yeah, yeah. Than that, <laughs> no other. There are no other red legions. <laughs> None of any consequence. So, okay. Truth. How we typically do this? Uh, we kind of go around the little circle here as we work through telling all of our listeners uh, great stuff about the Blood Angels. So starting off, probably the most important facet of the Blood Angels on the tabletop is their Legionus Astartes trait in Carmine Fury. Tell us about it. Sure. So um, I don't know what the um, nuance here is, but essentially anything with Legionus Astartes Blood Angels um, that uh, charges gets... uh, to wound one better. Uh, the way it's phrased specifically is they require one lower res- result to wound than they would normally to a minimum of two plus. So it's essentially a plus one to wound, but it's not worded that way. I don't know what particular reasoning there is for that. I've never had there might it come be interactions. Up. There might be interactions yeah. with uh, certain things that like give buffs to abilities or characteristics that they want to avoid would be my guess. What happens if they charge the sons of Horus who impose a negative one penalty on whoever charges them? I feel like those two things would just cancel each other out. (laughs) Thus blood angels and sons of Horus are a perfect grudge match on the table. Natural enemies. Oh, and they're green and red. Contrasting colors. Christmas time ahead, on the man. tabletop. Except I think that Sons of Horus are minus one strength. Yeah, minus one. Mm. Yeah. Wait, hang on. So your strength would be lower. You then consult the chart, and then you need one less to hit. Yeah, so like if you're swinging a power fist, and yeah. normally you'd hit at strength eight, that's twos to wound. Against a Sons of Horus unit, you hit strength seven, but at toughness seven, or it's toughness four, it's still twos to wound. But you're no longer instant deathing them. Yes. True points. Um, Additionally, Uh, uh, if you make a ram attack with a blood angels vehicle, uh, you count the strength of the attack is one higher up to a maximum of 10. 
Okay. I do like that. Okay. That's nice. So, I do like that. Uh, with your predators, Sicarans, and land raiders, etc., cetera, uh, you are IDing standard things that you're ramming with your uh, strength eight ramming attacks. Not bad. Uh, I've not gotten to pull this off very often, but it is funny when you get to do it. <laughs> okay. It kind of contrasts nicely with the Sons of Horus. They get a uh, plus three to the number of hits on top of that mm-hmm. D6. I believe I believe world eaters also get the same rule bonus on their ramming with their vehicles attacks. Um, And I think maybe space wolves, but I mean, they've got enough, honestly. Yeah. Dang, Forge would just out here (laughs) really, really wanted you to play bumper cars. Yep. (laughs) Is um, here for ramming still a thing or ramming is is tank shock still a thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You sure? It's kind of they kind of worked them together uh where ramming is you you know choo choo your tank into a unit does d6 auto hits and at the end of those hits that unit then has to take a morale check oh wait they don't like move well they can do uh, death or glory can't they, they can, can death react. or glory still do the unit itself moves but only if it fails the morale check so i do love the fact that you automatically inflict hits on that unit but it's weird that if your tank doesn't make them fail the morale check, you have to stop an inch away. I understand okay. why they did it, but functionally it's weird on the tabletop. Because it's like, yeah. oh my god, those dudes didn't, they didn't break and run, hit the brakes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was seeing Tim on uh, Eye of Horus, and he was like, man, I miss, I miss ramming and or, uh, tank shock. And I was like, wait a minute, it's not a thing anymore. I completely was unaware of that in this edition. Oh yeah. Well, you don't want to run over terminators with your predator, right? Yeah. Like those guys are going to those guys are going to make you throw a track. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very likely. hit the brakes. <laughs> space I imagine it's a space marine literally just stopping. I I use this quite frequently uh, uh with rhinos. So I'll just have a rhino drop a squad off where I want him to be and then he just rolls off and is a shithead to everybody else on the table yeah yeah just bully just bullies the little kids like pushing them around and stuff <laughs> yeah. 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 i mean that's it's why like I a, a, um, that's why i put a multi-melt on my uh, pencil mountain rhinos absolutely mm-hmm. solid use of uh, 45 points we've got a local player that uh, plays iron hands and i'm like iron hands this bitch <laughs> just <laughs> run you over you don't get minus one strength to that yeah that ain't a shooting <laughs> attack <laughs> good times well uh, next page over, we've got the other special half. Mike, you want to tell us about some Blood Angels advanced reaction, The Wrath of Angels? Sure. Uh, so you use it in the shooting phase. All models in the unit targeted by a shooting attack that triggers this reaction gain the Shrouded Plus special rule against all wounds inflicted as part of the shooting attack. If you already have a version of Shrouded, uh, then it doesn't stack or increase. Um, and then once the shooting attack has been completely resolved, the reacting player can uh, declare a charge using that unit, uh, following all the normal uh, rules for charging and targeting the unit that made the shooting attack. Um, enemy doesn't get a reaction, and the charge is resolved immediately. Uh, so... Nice, fun, out of out of sequence charge. Yeah, mm-hmm. done after being shot at. Not yep. bad. 
which as an Imperial Fisk player, you can appreciate yeah. a uh, <laughs> out-of-turn charge. It's not quite as nasty as ours, but uh, we no. really love out-of-sequence charging. It's yeah. so good. So what I think is kind of interesting, uh, the world eaters have one that's very, very similar, but they get a feel-no-pain instead of shrouded uh, against that shooting attack before they charge. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jake, what are your feels on that? Do you think shrouded or feel no pain? Well, does that feel no pain? I'm sorry to cut you off, but a question I think is relative relevant is does that feel no pain stack with uh, Heart of the Legion? Oh, excellent question. I don't I see why. I am not at wouldn't. all sure. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, in, my, in that scenario then, sorry to cut you off, Jake, with that sure. information. No, no worries <laughs> at all. I, I do not know mm. world eaters enough to know. Um, well, so, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses to, you know, both of those things. That's probably why they gave them two different damage mitigation roles is so that it wasn't literally just the same thing twice. <laughs> um, the feel no pain. I mean, you get that always, unless you're getting hit with something with instant death and then you don't get it anymore. Uh, whereas you can get the shrouded against stuff with instant death, but then you're also not getting it against things that ignore cover or things with night vision. So if you're getting hosed by that, uh, nasty heavy support squad with an armistice in it, say goodbye to your shrouded. Um, but you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, our our canny players amongst our local group uh, just know better than to trigger the reaction, but it comes up more often <laughs> than you would think. Yeah. What are you um, going to do, not shoot at them? Yeah, what are you going to do, not shoot at this assault squad also, breathing down your neck? <laughs> yeah, point, point of order, world leaders, the, uh, the feel no pain that world leaders get does not stack with other instances of feel mm-hmm. no pain. It does so, not. So in, in that case, then yeah. I mean, personally, I think, Jake, I think you got the better one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shrouded being able to... I mean, you can already if you can already get feel no pain in better or other ways. Getting shrouded is just that much better, right? Sure. Well, you can only use one or one or the other. I, no, I understand. But I, that, I see what but you're saying. Yeah. Because yep. No, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, I mean, certainly having it against things that instant death you is definitely mm-hmm. a lot more exactly. handy, a lot more exactly. often. Yep. Yeah. Um, one thing I will point out is you still get all of your charging bonuses for making this charge, but yeah. if you fail the charge, you do not make a surge move, so you're not getting caught out with your pants down as badly, which is nice. Hmm. The only thing I wish they had added to it was some form of flavor text for the reaction. Because, like, Mm. for the most part, I don't really understand why they have shrouded other than to differentiate that advanced reaction from the world eaters. That's why they don't have flavor text. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They saw you coming, Steven. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it seems like Fiona Payne would be, I guess, would make more sense. You don't typically think of. Blood it feels Angels more anime esque. Uh, yeah, they're they're just so lightning fast. That they're Smoke bomb. At you. They're <laughs> dodging. It's hard to see yeah, them. Yeah, I see. yeah. yeah. The Nor- they're, they're being quick. The, the, the Naruto run. Naruto run. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. going arms exactly. straight back. Yeah. yeah, they do. They do the windmill arms like squiggle, like. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Like when my daughter draws things going fast, she does like like you said, Jake, where she does the speed lines mm-hmm. on everything <laughs> to, to show the viewer that something's going fast. And that's all Absolutely. I imagine, just a yeah. bunch of speed lines on these dudes as they're running up. Charlie. Yeah, kind of blurry around the edges. Mm-hmm. Clearly. So the um, blood angels are just going quick, and the world eaters are just kind of sitting there screaming while they get shot, and then they charge. I mean, Screams um, angrily, yes. Yeah. Not to give yeah. credence to a 40K meme, but they are red. 
Oh, yeah. yeah that's another <laughs> thing you can do with right is paint 40k world together. leaders. There you no, go. We established <laughs> it's only those four things, no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the one kind of feels bad about this reaction is it's limited to specifically infantry, which uh, is kind of, you know, I, I kind of wish they could have at least included cavalry in there so, like, you could have your bikes and stuff like that. Right. right. Um, like, I think world eaters aren't limited like that. I think world eaters get infantry and cavalry. Um, and, uh, like, space wolves can do it. They're charge out of sequence with anything, including dreadnoughts. So, like, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, world eaters are also restricted to infantry. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah so, it, you know, at least we're mm. equally shafted then. <laughs> <laughs> Life is hard when you're one of the premier le- uh, melee legions. Right? Yeah, it's true. It's funny because they kind of, like, going back to, like, alternate lore and stuff where they considered the blood angels and the world eaters to have a sort of like uh, coherence two to sides. corn in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you mean like two sides of the opposite coin or two, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, <it's laughs> two, sides. Sides. <laughs> two sides of the opposite coin? Yeah. <laughs> These coins are both, this side is both heads, but it's two different coins. <laughs> two coins. <laughs> one's heads, one's tails. But yeah. one is heads. The other is also heads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that nonsense, let's talk about mm. some warlord traits, because these are kind of fun. I'm a fan. Uh, Jesse, you're a loyalist. You like the loyalist yeah. flavor. You want to tell us I about do. some Incarmine Paladin? Let's talk about these Incarmine Paladins. Um, they are loyalist only. A warlord with this trait gains the Fear One special rule when the enemy army has the traitor allegiance, which works out pretty well when you're playing as loyalist. Uh, whenever a warlord with this trait is on the winning side of a combat in which the warlord was engaged, and that includes at least one enemy model with the traitor allegiance, he increases the value of his fear special rule by one point at the end of the assault phase in which the combat is won to a maximum of fear four. For example, if a warlord with this trait and the fear one special rule is locked in combat with an enemy unit with the traitor allegiance and wins resulting combat, his fear special rule would become fear two at the end of that assault phase. And in addition, an army whose warlord that has this trait may make an additional reaction during the opposing player's assault phase, as long as the warlord has not been removed as a casualty. That's solid business. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's cool. Fear four is, uh, is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Gotta work a little bit to get it there, but sure. And I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, it's still applicable even if, you know, he doesn't get to get right into another charge. He's still oh. giving that 12-inch fear bubble regardless. So that's making pinning checks harder. That's making mm-hmm. morale checks harder, um, concussive, things like that. Yeah. I like, uh, and I like rules that stack throughout the entire game, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, nice thing about, the nice thing about this one is that once you get it, the first time it gets easier to get the second time and the third time and the fourth time because the opponent is more likely to break. That's a really good as point. As you get scarier and scarier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this yeah, it's a good snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that that also affects the follow-up morale check because it's at the end of the assault phase, which comes before then the morale phase. I could be wrong about that, but it sounds plausible. It's an interesting, interesting question. Not yeah. Sure. But um, assault phase reactions are nice. Um, You kind of want the shooting Mm -hmm. phase ones in Blood Angels, so you have more opportunities to use your advanced reaction. And I think it's no secret Mm -hmm. that shooting phase, extra shooting phase reactions are probably like the strongest ones to have. Um, But it's not nothing. It's still nice. 
Yeah, they extra are, Overwatch over- when you have that many uh, assault cannons and, and flame weapons is true. Is sweet. <laughs> uh-huh. True. And quite honestly, if you want that edge and manage to um, stand your ground, a lot in a lot of ways, like people have kind of like poo pooed that uh, reaction, but canceling out the bonuses that a person can get from charging is a huge deal in this edition, especially in the assault. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think people have poo pooed that reaction because they really don't. Like the fact that if you fail it, you break and flee. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, That's all right. but I'm a word bearers player. I'm it's not afraid of saving my bacon a few times. Yeah. Tell me about <laughs> yeah. that. Actually. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Michael. Um, so I had a look and uh, there in this edition, there isn't a distinct morale phase. Mm. Uh, and uh, in combat, you determine at the end of the combat, you determine assault results, and that's when the morale check would come in. So I don't think it counts for the current fight that he's in. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair so enough. The first one he has to win honestly, <laughs> and then after that he's got fear. Well, that's a first. Then he then he leaves survivors to go tell everyone what they saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, gets yeah. Fear, he gets fear one at the start. Yeah, so he's got at least one. Okay, yeah, but, Never mind. but yeah. He, he won't get the bonus of fear two, two until the next end of the next one. Right. So, All right. I mean, which makes sense. It's still I'll really cool. So. It's a little bit of a feels bad because there's lots of stubborn going around this edition. Um, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you put your warlord in because, you know, you don't have to make your big beat stick predator your warlord anymore. You could put him in a unit that's just going to go around and bully other lesser units, not necessarily the, you know, right. big decisive melee. Mm-hmm. That is nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, when 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 it comes to rules like that, um, I always you got to do what the Night Lords do, and you got to play dirty. There's mm-hmm. no reason that you should go fight stubborn units. You should be picking on weak little tacticals or or heavy support Absolutely. squads that you caught. Absolutely. Will you about to say something? Uh, nah, not really. Just looking into some special rules. Stubborn, I, did, so you're saying stubborn actually counteracts fear? I believe so. Um, I, th- I thought fear was the exception, but I'm I'm not mm. sure. There's a lot of different morale negation rules, and I'm mm. not entirely straight on them. Yeah, that's why I'm just doing a quick look up. I'm, I I just didn't know if that was the case or not. Fear, inexorable, stubborn. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, it's 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 a little it's a little wonky, and I certainly don't want to lead the re- listeners astray. So I'm sure there's people screaming at me at their radios right now. <laughs> well, you've got to give those people something to do. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Keep them on their toes. When it when a unit that contains at least one model with this special rule makes a morale check or pinning test, the unit ignores any negative leadership modifiers. If a unit is both fearless and stubborn, the unit uses the rule for fearless instead. Okay. Fear is a negative modifier. Yep. Yep. So what does yeah. fearless give you that stubborn doesn't? Fearless, fearless is they just auto-pass morale check. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Although in okay. reference to people yelling at Jake, whenever you hear um, an awkward silence or what you might sound like an awkward silence on the cast, that's actually us giving you courtesy time to yell at us for being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's true. And it's I true. edit those out. So uh-huh. you better yell quick. Yep. That's, that's really interesting guys. Thank you. Yeah. Jake. I did not realize that stubborn caused you to be immune to fear, man. That's, that's sick. I mean, my Thalax, I was like worried because they are not fearless, yeah. but they are stubborn. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't have to really worry too much about fear bubbles anymore. Corrupted boy, units you- are also immune to fear. <laughs> yep. Delightful. I'm here to help. Well, uh, almost like I planned this. Uh, let's talk about Will. You want to give us Paragon of Unity? And no, I do uh, not. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I, I actually want to call an audible for a moment because oh, yeah. inexorable okay. is stubborn, except it does not cancel out fear. Awesome. So that's what we were thinking of. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, if you have unsupported then, Terminators, they will yeah. be affected by this, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Paragon of Unity. Any friendly unit made up entirely of models with the Legionnaires, Legionis Astartes Blood Angel special rule that can draw a line of sight to the Warlord with this trait to, to any model and a unit this Warlord has joined or to any model that is engaged in a combat which this Warlord is a part of gains a plus one to their leadership character characteristic to a maximum of, of 10. In addition, uh, the army gets an additional reaction during the assault phase, as long as the warlord is around. Right. Which, I'll be mm. honest, this is the one I use. <laughs> um, yeah. Mini chaplains are hard to go wrong with. Yeah, yeah. And, and that has saved my bacon so many times. Having leadership nine on your basic sergeants is crucial. And it is yeah. such a huge bubble that you can potentially get from this that, uh-huh. like, you know, pretty much anybody on the battlefield can see him. Now, you have to have him out of a transport or actually deep struck onto the mm-hmm. table. But once he's there, um, it's pretty easy to get line of sight on him and have that, especially if you pair him with things like Masters of Signal or um, Delegatus that can hand out those unpin, unfall back, you know, reroll using his morale check morale for their morale checks and things like that um, can make these guys real stubborn pretty easily. Solid. Yeah. I imagine it's nice too for um, hold the line. It makes yes. it that much easier to pass it. Yeah. This rule reminds me a lot of um, Remus Ventanas has a similar rule mm. where his boys see him. Uh, yeah. Resolute planning, something like that. So if they can see him, he gets a plus one. And I really like that in leaders. I think that's a really good little warlord trait to have. So I, I'm right there with you. I think mm-hmm. that is the best of the three that we've seen so far. Paragon of Unity. For sure. Uh, ream us, vent anus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Rude. Have mercy. Oh. Look, I, I got to throw the Ultramarines a little bit of shade when I have the opportunity. Just a little bit. Well, Justin, while we're here. We might as well. And uh, it's not Gilliman Day yet, but well, it could be in our hearts. Uh, we do got one more. Uh, Steve, you are resident super trader. Want to tell us about some of that thrall of the red thirst? Oh man, thrall of the red thirst is so cool. Um, I mean, mechanically, I think it's probably the weakest of the warlord traits for the blood angels, but it is the coolest in terms of flavor. Um, so this warlord trait may only be selected by a model with the traitor allegiance. It's the obligatory uh, bad kids only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If at the start of the controlling player's charge subphase, there are any enemy units with at least one model within 12 inches of a warlord with this trait, or any model in a unit that this warlord has joined, and the warlord and any unit he has joined are eligible to make a charge, then the controlling player must declare a charge for the warlord and any enemy or any unit that he has joined targeting that enemy unit. If there is more than one potential target, then the Warlord tra- controlling player may select any of those units to be the target of the charge. Whenever this Warlord and any unit he has joined make a successful charge that is not disordered, 
the Warlord and all other models in the unit the Warlord has joined gain two attacks instead of the standard plus one attack for charging. Uh, in addition, any army whose Warlord has this trait may make an additional reaction during the opposing player's movement phase as long as the Warlord hasn't been moved as a casualty. So here's my thing with this one. Um, I'm a Warhammer Fantasy Battle player, and I might have mentioned. Uh, in that, we could have just said Frenzy. Like, instead of that little novella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is essentially rage for the entire... Uh, he grants him and his unit rage, which isn't bad. Well, not necessarily, because if for some reason that unit has rage, I would imagine they would also get the additional attack as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's not rage by name. Stack them mm-hmm. up, boys. Which actually, uh, so I guess, like, despoilers uh, already have... Spite of the Legion, which bumps up their attacks by one in certain mm-hmm. circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gives them an additional three uh, to the charge. Yikes. Or, yeah. So that's and, pretty um, cool. This does also specify that they must charge that enemy unit that, that procs yeah, it's this. The, it's the obligatory, um, you really want to punch things rule. Uh, like I said, I, I mean, my favorite part of the Blood Angels is the Death Company. Uh, mm. Dudes <laughs> who are just mad with red thirst or black rage or green envy or you know (laughs) whatever color they're feeling that day they do be mad Um, yeah yeah and so i would really love to see a a traitor blood angels force that's just full-on uh angry vampires i'd be lying if i said uh maybe one day i'll do a a zone mortalis (laughs) list of black armored blood angels that'd be cool hell yeah uh, I'd be lying if I said after reading Echoes of Eternity, I wasn't tempted to make like a uh, Revenant Legion count as Traitor Blood Angels Force. Yeah, yeah, this, this, this would this be a great a, uh, Revenant Legion rule. Absolutely. Um, Load the, this guy up thing, in a big despoiler unit and a Spartan with all the support characters and just mm-hmm. buckets of <laughs> the, dice. Oh, yeah. the only, obviously, the only downside here is that your entire Warlord trait can be turned off with a reaction. Yeah. Hold your ground. Oops. Oops. Uh, you don't get it if it's disordered, which really, really bites this one. Uh, which sorry, we didn't boys. mention that uh, at the Legion is a Stardust trait, but they get that plus one to wound on the charge, even if they're mm-hmm. disordered. That is important yeah. to know. So that's not the worst thing there, uh, but yeah, I guess that would suck I was... to have your Legion is a Stardust trait turned off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would imagine. Can you oh imagine? Yeah, can you imagine a scenario, an environment, if you will, where uh, your entire Legion of Stardust trait can be invalidated by a single ten-point piece of war gear? Yeah, wild. That'd be wild. I wouldn't know anything crazy. about that. Yeah, certainly, <laughs> it couldn't be the world eaters. Certainly not. Yeah. Well, uh, if. The Battle of Armatura is anything to go by. That is not how it works out. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is propaganda. This is what that was. But uh, For sure, definitely. Also, uh, since we're in that same vein of drop assaults, uh, Jake, tell us about some Day of Revelations. Absolutely. I would be happy to. Um, so, um, it's essentially drop assault vanguard um but but with with the special snowflakes blood angel stuff so when you're arranging your deep strike assault at the beginning of the game um 
not only do you uh, need to put uh, all of your um, models with deep strike into the deep strike assault. So they don't have a choice. If they have deep strike on them, they're going in this deep strike assault. Got it. Not um, optional. Get not optional. We're deep striking. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you nominate a turn, turns two to four, and you get to say, I am coming in turn two. I am coming in turn three. And you put a little token on the table and you say, that's where I'm coming in. And that's pretty much it. Then you come in on the designated turn on that token. You don't scatter off of that token, which is strong. Um, and then anything that wasn't deployed via deep strike on the table already has fearless in the first turn, which is pretty nice. Um, uh, you have to have a compulsory HQ uh, with a Legion Warhawk jump pack. Um, you no longer have to take compulsory assault squads, which you used to have to. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't, but sure. Um, you can't take anything with uh, movement characteristic zero. You can't take fortifications, anything like that. Um, and you cannot use subterranean assault, which you didn't used to be able to do that either. But importantly here, you can still use outflank and... Um, drop pot assault. So if you want to drop pot a Leviathan say, and uh, drop him in with everybody else, he's still rolling for reserves like normal, mm-hmm. but he still can come in with everyone else. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a, uh, it's really strong. Um, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's, as strong as your deep strike meta is, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have found that deep strike is very much an all or nothing thing. If you, if you half-ass your deep strike, your stuff's just going to get eaten by interceptor and it's just not going to matter. So right with, with how prevalent Aubrey scanners are. I mean, I feel like everybody's taking them all the time. So it really puts like this right of war and the Imperial fist right of war, like a real compromised position. I feel yeah. Um, do you see that reflected in gameplay? Like, do you see people in your meta spamming augury scanners whenever they know they're going to play a blood angel? Um, so, I mean, yes and no. I So I'm really the only blood angel player in our local group and I don't run day of revelation. So it's not oh, so okay. much of an issue. Gotcha. Um, but um, I can imagine if you had a lot of blood angel players in your list or in your meta, yes, you would probably have lots of interceptor ready to go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially now you can. Like, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. Um, you can. They, you know, Day of Revelation has something on drop assault vanguard where you can deep strike those incendious dreadnoughts and dreadnoughts can take that interceptor fire a lot better than your squishy infantry can now. Mm-hmm. So I guess for this right of war, um, what would you kind of have? For, so uh, let's, I guess back up, right? If you don't have any units at the end of turn one, you're still tabled, right? So you can't have all of your units start in deep strike assault, right? You have to have somebody on the board on turn one, correct? I believe that is how that works. Yes. Okay. Yep. It is. But so I, I guess kind of theory, theorying now, what would you guys choose? Were you to build a list like this, what would be like a couple units, one unit maybe that you would have to kind of stick it out? Well, Michael, I know you uh, play your. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good example. Uh, actually, I, I run Hammerfall a lot, so mm-hmm. I'm Hell in a similar yeah. situation. Uh, and if I'm going all in on Hammerfall, uh, I want to take a five man seeker, seeker squad. 
and I want to hide them behind something. Interesting. Um, and they're yeah. using that infiltrate to set up blast, so I can check the enemy's firing lines and make sure that they will be alive that mm, one turn. Good call. Um, though that also, uh, in Hammerfall, you also uh, will be deploying dreadnoughts onto the table, and again, they're mm-hmm. generally survivable to last at least that one turn. For sure. Usually even with an entire army shooting at them. Yeah. Uh, though also, so many missions have night fighting these days. Mm-hmm. That you can really cut down on the amount of incoming fire on turn one. Is nice. That being said, Augury Scanner uh, negates the uh, night vision or the uh, the night fight range too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a double-edged sword where it's like Augury Scanner is almost a little too good. Yeah. <laughs> for their price, especially yeah. 10 points. Yeah. 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 For, Jake, do you ever um, all the things they do? Certainly. Do you ever use, or rather, have you considered using death storms uh, to kind of come down and drop a lot of pinning and shell shock on people before you bring down the infant? Or would you? I guess since you don't normally run day of revelation, but since we're theorying here, sure. I mean, yeah, I've definitely considered it. I mean, that's a lot of pinning that you can drop on a lot of shit when those things come down. Mm-hmm. Um, the the trick comes in with making sure that your death storms come in on the same turn as your deep strike assault. Cause if you roll badly on that reserve roll and your drop pod comes in by itself after your deep strike assault, then it gets intercepted for free. Number one. And then number two doesn't really help you as much. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can take things like, um, uh, Explorer land raiders or uh, Damocles command rhinos to help with those like re-rolling of those reserve rolls to help right. mitigate that. Um, personally, if I was going to run this list, I would probably have a couple similar to Michael. I'd either have seekers or um, my fast attack being filled up with um, uh, incendious dreadnoughts. I'd probably have some uh, recon Marines with sniper rifles, not only to yeah. get that infiltrate set up, maybe some, you know, augury scanners and things like that, but specifically to target enemy augury scanners and snipe them out of those units before the rest of my deep strike assault comes in. Um, and then probably also have some kind of fire support with them. Um, I'm very partial to the Arachnus Derrideo. It's really solid. Um, and I have one painted up that I'm in love with. So I could use any excuse to put that thing on the table. Um, so that's probably what my, like, you know, a core of like your pre- uh, pre-deployed army would would be in my in my personal force. Right on. Yeah, I think that would be that would be pretty good. Michael, you got your finger up like you got. Yeah, I uh, did some quick looking because I thought I'd look and in, looked into this. And uh, drop pods just have deep strike. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the same deep strike rule as everyone else gets, which means they also have to be in the same deep strike assault. Oh, you know uh, what? I'm dr- probably thinking hot assault is yeah, a right of war. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's like uh-huh. a separate thing. Okay, fair enough. Well, they, there you so go. Death, death storms, uh, dreadnoughts, and drop pods wait, all wait. come in with the day of revelation deep strike. Thanks. Hold on. So you, so you're saying that you could put, you could take tacticals as your compulsory troops and then buy drop pods for them and run them in a day of revelation is what you're yeah. telling me, Mike. Uh, if uh, assuming tacticals can just take it, uh, yeah, I don't think they can. I think veterans can, and you could run them. Well, you uh, might you be able to buy tacticals in dread claws. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah claws. You just wouldn't be able to do it with um with vanilla pods. Yeah. Spiky pods for spiky boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You know. Well, guys. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, though. 
Day of Revelations is not the only Blood Angel Rite of War. We've also got the Day of Sorrows. Whole uh, back and forth. Uh, that thing sounds there. a little too sad. That sounds like a bummer. I think we yeah. should got to bring it back down. One. Yeah, there's not enough lamenting going on here. We'll see. I, I like to I like to think of the Blood Angels' rights of war as a Day of Revelation being seethe and Day of Sorrows being cope. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. Topical. It's a good deep pull. All right, absolutely. Y'all. So Day of Sorrows, a detachment with this right of war can select Crimson Paladins as non-compulsory troops, and all Paladin units in the detachment gain line. That is silly and terrific. Uh, yeah. All models in a unit from a detachment using this right are made of entirely... Yeah, yeah. All infantry, all blood angels, gain stubborn when they're in the least six inches of an objective. If they've already got stubborn or fearless, they gain no further benefit. Uh, and infantry that's reduced to 50% or less of its starting number, gain heart of the legion, and hatred everything, and the line subtype. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Holy shit, dude. That's pretty darn yeah. good. This, this right had a huge out. glow up since last edition. It's almost dude. silly. It's real good. Yeah. So, other side of the fence, though, for limitations. Uh, any combat that includes one or more models with the character subtype using this right of war, controlling player must issue or accept challenges where applicable. Uh, you can't choose which character does this, though. Uh, any units made up of Models with infantry or cavalry type, which are part of the detachment that have been reduced to 50, must declare a charge at the closest enemy unit if they're capable of making a charge. So not pin, not falling back, etc. Uh, at the beginning of the charge subface, so long as there's a target uh, no more than 12 away. And no units from detachment with this right can be assigned to deep strike, subterranean, or flanking assault and can't be placed in reserves at the beginning of the battle. So I, is this to represent them just losing their shit at ball? Or not ball, but uh, that fucking planet, whatever. The Sig- Cygnus? Cygnus Prime, Cygnus Prime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this I, this is kind of the right of war like Steven was talking about. This kind of symbolizes the red thirst. Like yeah. them getting thrown That's into the wood chipper, sick. losing their shit and going bananas on folks. Um, yeah. I had been building my army into this list last edition to try to make it work. And it was just dog water last edition. Like um, they would get that feel no pain, the five up feel no pain when the infantry would get reduced to 50%, but then they would also but, lose scoring, which was oh, like, shit. And, oh, now scoring. Scoring. and now they get um, scoring and now they gain scoring and yeah. hatred and heart. So, like it's just I know, right? bananas. If, if we're talking, if we're talking Crimson Paladins, a full squad of ten, you fucking have lost half. But now they've got Heart of the Legion and their line, and Jesus Christ, and have like hatred everything. everything. Oh my God! Just um, I mean, at that point, you you double the the size of your squads, only expecting to lose half of them. Jesse, mm-hmm. you're you're muted, my man. I I can't hear anything you're saying. They do have to charge though. Oh, yeah. They do have a little bit of a, a program behavior sort yeah, of yeah. thing in there, so, right? I think you I mean, them off the objectives. When, when you have them. heart, when you have hatred, you want to be charging anyway. It, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They, they're blood angels. It's they not a bug, it's a feature. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put um, in the work. The, so this is, this is what I run. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it makes it so that essentially, um, you know, I've got a couple dreadnoughts and land raiders and stuff as support. Uh, but it basically makes it so all my army 
either has or has the potential to gain line. So mm-hmm. I can just throw mm-hmm. my infantry at whatever they want. And eventually they'll contest that objective that you're sitting on or my heavy support squad that's sitting back on an objective. You better kill them. Cause if you don't, they're going to gain line and start scoring on that objective. Also, mm-hmm. yes, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, and imagine so- charging some block of, somebody thinking you're going to push them off an objective <laughs> you kill 10 of them and suddenly they're scoring on you yeah. <laughs> yeah. also the nice thing is too you can choose to move them back before the charge phase so if you really do need to hold an objective oh for sure somehow yeah, you don't, if you can, yeah you don't have to lure yourself or, or right. i guess you know fall into traps of being baited and that kind of they're stuff. they're not forced to move they're just forced to charge right so. right um, I will point out that uh, this does not apply to like independent characters and things like that that join units. Like they don't, as best as I can read the rules, they don't gain the benefits of this because they're not like, they're not losing half their models, right? They're a single model. Um, but that does apply to things like apothecaries and tech marines. Um, so, you know, the apothecary now also has heart of the legion. Um, well, I mean, I would imagine because the way it's stated, I mean, it says models with the infantry unit type and legion of start as blood angels. So, I mean, if, if your independent character is attached to a despoiler squad who loses 10 guys, or I guess in this case, 11, because you've now maxed it to 21, I believe you'd still get the bonus. Sure. It, except it's the despoiler squad. That's at half strength, not the independent character. Sure, uh, but why are you going to put wounds on the independent? Well, okay, so I see what you're saying. Where it comes yeah. in, where, specifically mm-hmm. in challenges and that kind of stuff, it's going to matter. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely needs an FAQ, and my, I'm of the opinion in FAQs that like if there's two interpretations, I'm going to err on the side of the less gamey, broken right. sounding one. Which, whichever one puts me at the disadvantage when I play an opponent, like for example, my Moirax, I'm always like, hey, if you want to play these where everything that affects a dreadnought affects these guys, I'm 100% down for it. Yeah. So I'm always down for people, you know, if it puts me at the disadvantage, I'll read it that way, I guess. So but yeah. regarding the hatred, though, um, going off of, like, a chaplain, if a chaplain has hatred, he gives it to his pals. If the yeah. squad has hatred, does he give it to their, do they give it to their officer? I was well, if just... Hatred, ha- if, hatred if at least one model in the unit has it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, so your officer doesn't get heart, but he does get hatred. He does. Yeah, He's, it's it's a it's a rule by rule basis based yeah. on what okay, confers and what doesn't. I'm I'm also thinking in other scenarios now. My brain's picking it up. Like if you get a sniper <laughs> and you target the character, he's not going to get heart of the legion, <laughs> as Mike said. The spoilers will though. Okay. No, I think I think you're reading it right. I don't think it requires an FAQ. I think I just need to um, pay attention. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think it would be nice if they clarified it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this this right of war, I, I, I don't know all the right of war super intimately in Legionis Astartes, but I feel like this one had one of the biggest glow ups from the last edition because that that right of war last edition was just completely useless. And now it is it's- like probably the stronger pick. It's definitely good. It's it's Absolutely. real yeah, solid because you know you're going to lo- like uh, a unit getting reduced to fifty percent is pretty much an inevitability, right? Yeah, it's um, it's quite common. Attrition is a main point of this game, and this is a right of war that capitalizes on attrition. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it also Turn- it it's it's good for my like uh 
lizard brain where I don't have to think <laughs> about deep strikes or subterranean assaults. Just like, here's my entire army. It's on the table. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Shoot yep. at it. Haha, um, bolters go burr. We'll, we'll get into it when we get to Crimson Paladins, but with this Rite of War, you can get those Crimson Paladins up to a three-up feel-no-pain. Fucking wow. <laughs> Man, it sure would be a shame if someone dropped a destroyer weapon on them. Right? It would, sure would be. <laughs> well, let's get pushing in that direction. We have an armory of the Blood Angels here. So mm-hmm. first off, fun stuff with the Fires of Heaven. A uh, really dramatic way to say anybody... Uh, that has a plasma pistol, you can change it out for an inferno pistol for no additional cost. Yeah, it's a six inch melted gun. So, yeah, boy, that's a huge block of text just to say you can have an inferno pistol, right? <laughs> Some of it's flavor, though. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't understand why um, the fires of heaven specifically points out <laughs> that you can have melta and flame weapons, and then the only thing you can take is inferno pistol and not the ever-loved and not-at-all-shoehorned-in hand flamer. <laughs> <laughs> well, most things can take hand flamers now. It's not as special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody can true. take Inferno pistols. That's true. But hand flamers are now uh, part of the standard... Yeah, now everybody can be disappointed, yeah. not just Blood Angels players. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I imagine the first time I used one, you know, in ZM, I'm like, I'm about to fuck these dudes up. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. This this gun sucked. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't as good as I thought just, it was. Just, I'll put it away. I'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just so, go with the bolt pistol. You'll have more mm-hmm. total wounds. I, but I, I've never understood this gun for the six-inch range, right? I think the yeah. 7th edition 40K... It's been a six inch range gun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure. I've never been with, I, I don't really get within six inches of people. I'll tell but you who does though. More attacks. Deep striking. Deep, deep More, striking. Ooh, people, yeah. I would imagine. yeah. Yeah. More attacks. So just, just for instance, you're doing a mirror match, right? Blood angels versus blood angels. And yep. Jake has his block of three up feel no pain. Crimson <laughs> paladins just coming down the field and more attack with his two inferno pistols, just instant deathing them, just giving them with each shot. Yep. Yeah, just straight up 12 shots. It's not, it's hot. So you roll your 12 shots right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think fire chain fire does, does specify. Yeah. It does still specify Melta. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, it does. Yeah. Yes. Sag, uh, but still, ooh, but I does, mean like, but even not does, like just <clears throat> pull the trigger and insta gib two crimson paladins. Yeah. Does it specify graviton? It does not. No, I don't, don't think so. So, so I think oh, your Graviton no. Shredder Moratat gets us 12 fucking yeah, shots. Yeah, that Moratat is fucking dumb. It's so good. <laughs> Do it. Good times. Um, so this is kind of cool because last edition, only characters could take these Melta pistols. And now you can just give them to anybody. So like um, mm. on your assault squads that can't all take Melta bombs anymore, you can still mm. give them the Melta pistols if you really feel oh, so inclined. It's pistols for free too. It's not yeah. even for additional cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a straight up swap. That's sick. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is like usually what I never thought about. The assault squad idea, Jake, is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Putting these yeah. on assault dudes, they're already going to get close. Might as well yeah, pop it's a couple melta shots. It's just models. It's not characters. Yep. Veterans, assault squads, oh uh, command yeah. squads. <laughs> Damn. <Okay>. Angels tears. <laughs> Angels tears. But keep in mind, it, they have to have be able to take a plasma pistol before they can do it. So mm-hmm. Sure. But still... still I'll pay 50 yeah. points to instant death, another tactical <laughs> fair. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not 50, 15. I'll pay the, yeah, the, the, pla- the, the dreams of putting a uh, plaza pistols in the hands of 20 assault guys is not. Yeah. Right. Not yet. You can't, you, right. No. You can't, you no. cannot put 
No. An inferno they pistol for every man and for every no. man an inferno <laughs> pistol. Yes. <laughs> As as Peter oh, Griffin once said, a chicken on every table and a cap in every ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> good times. Uh, I think I think on assault squads, it's one in five can do the the plasma pistol swap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. I mean, still what, again, again, it's just a, any strength eight melt a weapon in a in a in a combat oriented squad is good times. Also and makes people think cost. real hard about charging that assault squad, like. Not they gotta be in six inches, away, sure. Holy but then, shit, dude, like overwatching with these little pieces mm-hmm. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it means you don't need you don't feel the need to pay for melt bombs. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Does anyone have on them right away the um, the cost of melt guns in a veteran squad versus plasma ca- plasma pistols? In a veteran squad. Oh my gosh. Mm. Uh, one second. Does it become more cost effective? <laughs> esoteric bullshit. I can't believe we're talking <laughs> 10 minutes about a single gun, but we're here for it. We're here. We're doing uh, it. It is one of the coolest guns in the game, though. It's fair. It okay, so, been since the Witch Hunters come out. All right, so for a plasma pistol for a veteran squad. I mean, yeah, uh, this edition is Obamacare for Melta pistols, so we got to talk about pistol it. Is, <laughs> plasma pistols are 10 points each. But it's only the sergeant that can take it. Oh, uh, melt well, guns are fifteen. Well. Yeah, melts. Yeah. Okay, but, well, still a good yeah. way to get more melta into the squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't give them all plasma pistols. Yeah, um, be mad. There's a, there is no unit that can just take all plasma pistols, is there? Command squads, which is weird. Now, command squads. Yeah, I guess command squads can. You're right. You take all plasma guns, but not all plasma Pla- pistols. Uh, Legion command squads can all take plasma pistols. Yeah, just. <laughs> and those guys can go up. To, those guys have big numbers now. And those guys are sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, uh, you, can, you can take nine of these guys. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. Rocking and rolling for. Uh, let's see for. 10 points each for a plasma pistol. <laughs> and yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. 10 points seem to be the going rate for a plasma pistol. It looks like, I mean, I'm looking at assault and despoiler squads and each yeah. of those are 10 points each too. Right. So the I mean, we're, we're, we're looking at one in five. So we're talking mm-hmm. like four, 40 points can, for yeah, and four melta shots, man. That's I'm, that, that is to me the, the same price as what, like a multi melta, I think, right. A little bit more cost effective. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean definitely, yeah. you're, you're losing out on range, but you're definitely way more lethal at Overwatch and, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, right I, I definitely think the, the, the application of this pistol is not so much actually getting that Melta armor bane that you have to get in three inches for, but it's for instant deathing other shitheads that want to tangle so, with that. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a, a charge deterrent for sure. Here's what yeah. you do. If you want to be Charlie Moneybags. <laughs> Command squad, <laughs> which I do, Jesse. Uh, do them, tell. Outfit them all with uh, scimitar jet bikes, which are coming out in plastic soon, and uh, yeah, give them all uh, inferno pistols, and just have a nine man jet bike squad just running around the field and just blasting people with your shots of strength eight melta. Jesse's out here breaking the internet. Your cowboys riding around on your hover horses, or we have gone too far. Or you put melta, <laughs> multi-meltas, put multi-meltas on the scimitars with the riders with the melta pistols because they got firing they protocols firing too. Protocols, <laughs> yep. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a last note on them, I guess, is there any way to get mass precision shot on Command Squad? <laughs> uh, Divination Psyker, buddy. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure shit. Divination Psyker can do it. So just, mm-hmm. hey, 
a, a, a circle of scimitar jet bikes, and all of them are pointing their gun at the same guy. Yeah. Remember, this retreat does not condone uh, certain war crimes. Right, yeah. It's In particular, this noon. one. It's the, it's the fires this of This one's heaven. kind of a dick move, not going to say, but it is funny to think about. I mean, you're For also sure. talking like we a 600-point unit, we so, you know. Yeah. I mean, is it any worse using that same librarian to put it on a bunch of LASCAN and, like, Predators or heavy that's stuff. No, no, that's because awesome. that makes sense. That makes sense <laughs> yeah. within the that, game's constraints. I just want it's at least fun. That. Yeah. <laughs> this is at least funny. <laughs> okay, but I think we've spent enough on the Inferno pistol. Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> Consider that dead horse kicked. Cool. Yeah. melt a gun in your hand. So, yeah. play with perdition weapons. Yeah, pull us out of this hole with some perdition weapons. <laughs> Moi? Yeah, I, I can. Win. I'll do it. I can do oh, it. Oh, go for it. Well, this let's do it. Okay, and I'll read. Okay, all right. Any model well. with both the Legion of Stardust Blood Angel special rule and the character subtype may exchange power weapons for a perdition weapon for the following from the following list for five points. All weapons here listed count as both power and flame weapons for oh. those rules that affect such weapons, which I guess sucks if you're fighting Salamanders, right? Yeah, bummer. But hey, whatever. You these fucking things had to blow up too, man. It's not just like one little sword anymore. It's a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. You got the blade of perdition, which you remember from last editions, plus one strength, AP three. It's melee, two handed, rending six up, and a brutal two. Fuck you, brutal. Are you serious? Brutal two on a sword? <laughs> yup. Yeah. Brutal two on a sword. God. It All gets right. better. <laughs> All yeah. right, just a sword. All right, Axe of Perdition, plus two strength, AP two. Holy shit. Okay, so <laughs> that's melee. Thank God it's unwieldy. It's two-handed. Again, it's brutal two. What are all these? They're all brutal two. <laughs> yeah, they're all brutal <laughs> two. That's the thing. They're, yeah. they're all brutal two and they're oh all my two-handed. God. Spear of Perdition, plus one strength, AP three. Reach one is its big key thing. Two-handed, brutal two, melee, of course. Uh, and then Maul of Perdition, plus three strength. God damn, that is a strong fucking hammer. <laughs> yep. And then... Uh, AP three melee two handed and brutal two. Damn, no, I just not imagine. Yeah, exactly. But like, just um, uh, car- Chuck like herring around a two handed fucking maul, like Morningstar, <laughs> and you're just blapping dudes with it. Yeah, it's for when you want to LARP Dawn of War and play as Gabriel yep. Angelos. <laughs> Absolutely. But but can't afford a thunder hammer, right? Yeah, but you, you can't, can't afford, afford the twenty five points, but you can't afford the five points. I mean, it is the budget God option. Damn. This, yeah. yeah, dude. These are sick. That yeah, power are. axe plus two AP two. That's I think solid. the I think the winner is definitely the spear. AP three by With default. The reach one gives yeah. you the reach. Gives you the plus one to strength. It's uh, it, it eat your heart out, Emperor's children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I don't know. I kind of if I'm gonna go with it. The the axe obviously is bad for unwieldy. We all remember 1.0, or but it, it it was it's really good, right? AP two is solid. Mm-hmm. But I think the blade is still really good because you have AP3, you're going at initiative, but you do have the rending now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're less likely to proc it because it's two-handed. You have one less attack. This uh, is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I like yeah. either the spear or if you know you're going to be up against dreadnoughts, and of course you are because they're oversaturated in this edition. Uh, mm-hmm. Maul. Take the maul all yep. day on every yeah, sergeant strength. Yeah, and just sure. kneecap. Swing at strength seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep in mind, guys, you need one less to wound. <gasps> Indeed. Oh, yeah. oh you're right. You're right. Oh, go with the axe. You're wounding dreadnoughts on twos. Threes, yeah. excuse Additionally, me. Additionally, with the mall, if you um, are a destroyer sergeant, 
than your instant deathing marines because they're you're hitting Did, yep <laughs> rad grenades yeah. you're hitting strength three or t3 with strength seven and uh <laughs> angel's tears with um all of perdition wounding dreadnoughts on twos Wait, but you would be with the axe too because you'd be straight six on t3 yeah, yeah, true. But, yeah, but you'll hit at the. You're you're less likely to get uh, killed right, before right. you get to first. Yes, yeah. fair, fair. Um, I really like the spear as well. I put it on like my tactical sergeants if I don't have anything better to spend those points on. Because then, I mean, like, five points is so good. Yeah. yeah. All right. The downside. I, downside though, very stark. Uh, I don't have all this option. Like, I just have to go with a phoenix spear every time. I mean, there's no debate <laughs> between four different ones here. Mm. All that variety. <laughs> so, so you think variety is not the spice of life? Not is that what me. you're officially saying? Interesting, not, not interesting stance from Emperor's Children player. Yeah, <laughs> right? I will say the Imperial Fist player is jealous of this the sword. Mm. It yeah, is a good sword. yeah. Like, I, I do like our fists, and I'm not complaining. Yeah, but if we had a cool sword, I'd be into that too. Yeah, <laughs> first um, edition Blood Angels had a blade of or they had brutal before brutal was cool. So, mm-hmm. you know, Jake, I want to talk to you. Both of these count as power and flame have, as far as the hobby side of thing, how do you represent that? Or is that just like a new thing from this edition? You haven't done. Are you doing any like wild, crazy painting schemes on your swords? Are you experimenting with like any new techniques? Sure. Um, to I represent mean, all- blades of perdition. Sure. So um, the only one I've done so far uh, is the Crimson Paladin champion can take a a perdition weapon um, and like he's modeled with like this big two handed glaive thing. Mm. Um, And I've painted that as kind of like it's uh, like hot, like it's got like heat, like fire coming up from the base of it, like going up the blade. Yeah. Um, I count that as an axe. I like having the axe in that uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Crimson Paladin unit because that thing slaps <laughs> for sure for sure uh and then next we have the help me out is this illustras iliastus iliastus assault cannon mm-hmm. yep ass cannon as uh the kids say the ass can yep. yeah yep uh and another story assault cannon is an auto weapon uh, an assault cannon can be selected by the following units a model with Legion as a Sardis Blood Angel special rule and the infantry unit type may exchange a heavy flamer for the assault cannon for 10 points each. Uh, Legion Predator and Le- with uh, uh, Legion of Sardis Blood Angel special rule may take a turret mounted Predator cannon or may, ex- wait, I'm sorry, exchange its turret mounted Predator cannon for a turret mounted twin assault cannon, right? So we all know that. No additional cost. Uh, and then Dreadnought's vehicles can exchange heavy flamers for assault cannons for 20 points. So I, it's all pretty much the same from last edition, right? As far as um, who can take them? So the, the the Iliastus assault cannon has had a sad degradation in who can take them over time. Um, so book six Blood Angels, you could put them on pretty much anything that could take a heavy flamer. Uh, mm-hmm. Malevolence, they took it away from bikes, so you couldn't put it on assault bikes anymore, which was kind of mm. sad. And then this edition, they've taken it away from cavalry altogether, so my at assault cannon javelins, I can't use them anymore. Oh, so I have bummer. to... Which, like, somebody got bad touched by those assault bikes at some point, because, like, damn, dude, like, I don't know that assault cannons on javelins was a big problem, but maybe it was. <laughs> only, when, only when it's blood angels, because the white scars have the carries. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. They just have straight up carries. That's yeah. interesting because in this edition, 
the amount, the number of imperial fists who can take it has gone up significantly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Used used mm-hmm. to be that uh, we could just take it on Terminators. Yep. And now we can take it on almost anything. <laughs> it feels. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much Ball the same list. Predator? I feel like you mean Inuit mm-hmm. pattern predator. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> I, I've um, been tempted. Yeah. <laughs> you made this. Um, I made this. <laughs> <laughs> and I so. Malfunction has definitely changed. It's still yes. 24 yeah. inches, strength 6, AP 4, uh, assault 4, rending 6 up, and then Malfunction. Malfunction has had a huge glow up, I think. It's made it much more of a viable weapon. Uh, if a weapon with this special rule is used to make a shooting attack as part of the reaction, it gains the gets hot special rule for the shooting attack. So it only really is bad in reactions. Mm-hmm. So well, right. then you don't have to roll mm-hmm. every single cannon separately yeah. anymore. Yeah, I know. Oh, geez, that's right? the big yeah. one. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, one reason I, I never ran those bolts uh, all over again. Yeah, never ran those heavy support squads or full angels tears units <laughs> last edition because it was just too obnoxious to do. <laughs> just all the dice were cumbersome. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah. also you don't have to worry about not being able to use your weapon after turn one when right. you roll those yeah. ones. <laughs> Which, in fairness, I played Blood Angels for six years in first edition and never had that happen a single time. Yeah, no, I, and I, I roll be, badly fellas. Like I imagine it would be rare, <laughs> but at the same time, it would be just enough to where it'd be. I don't know. Doesn't feel right. Yeah. The yeah. Honest, the first time I'm, it happened would be the last time you ran them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it would be just like the first time I used the Serastus. <laughs> the first time was the last time. I just, <laughs> if I have a bad experience, that's it. Well, I don't know. You use that uh, you use that sicker inventor for a really, really long time before you finally <laughs> pawned it off. That that is what scarred me, sir. Ever since then, <laughs> I never let a model hurt me like that again. The yep. legendary unlucky Venator. Um, but yeah. Next, I guess, are we going to move right into the units then? I think so. Um, but right now we're going to take a break and come right back. All right. Once again, thanks for listening to the Remembrancers Retreat. If you enjoy our program, be sure to go to Facebook and Instagram at RR30K Podcast. You can also go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. You can join our Discord community. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to support our program, be sure to go to Patreon.com and become a member today. And as always, we'd like to thank all of our patrons, starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Captain Sasquatch, Chap Lanisar, Chris Mack, Garner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwin, Nick Quenga, Rena the Fluth, Sar Luther, Variance Hammer, and Zachary Thompson. Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Dave Jones, Duncan, Gorecrow, Life Subaquatic, M. Tanzer, Matthew Andreasio, Nick Kilda, Richard Brook, Scott Lemay, Lazoy, and Winter. And finally, our Legion Sergeants, Aircraft Terrier, Wolfarius, Dale Jones, Emily O'Hare, Eric Dacus, Garrett Love, Jade Sales, John, Jonathan Crane, Carl, Noah Atkins, at Fulcidax Monstrosa, and Travis Smith. Once again, we thank all of you for your support. And finally, we'd like to thank GoblinsHut.com, your place for dirty down special effects, paint, and hobby supplies. Right now, if you become a patron, you can get a discount to GoblinsHut.com. We've got a special promo code for you to use there to save on Dirty Down Rust, Moss, and Vertigus special effects paint, as well as Klinsky Sable Brush sets. Once again, that's GoblinsHut.com. And we're back. Hooray! Uh, Jason had to uh, dip out. 
But uh, I will be uh, taking command of this vessel as the strong horse in the barn. You have the con. <laughs> uh, we yes. love a good callback. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the yay was for we're back, not for Jason leaving. I just want to make that clear for everybody. <laughs> right. Yes. No. <laughs> um, so now we've gone through the special rules and rights and armory of the Blood Angels. Let's go ahead and get into the units. And hell, why don't we go ahead and start with the Primarch Sanguinius? I I, I don't know what we're doing anymore. Jake, <laughs> it's your Primarch. You tell oh, us what it's about. God. Uh, sure. So, uh, he's the great angel. Um, he's the Primarch. He does things. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know what those things are. Um, <laughs> leads the blood angels for one leads the yeah. blood angels, uh, <laughs> yeah. he, gets he Morris, you know, yeah. uh, fights Kabanda. Sorry. The, to use the European pronunciation, Carbanda. <laughs> oh, I thought it was pronunciation cabanda cabanda <laughs> cabanda and then rolls right on into angron without missing a beat um yeah so um i'll be candid i don't really use uh primarchs very often um so i don't know that i've ever actually driven sanguinius much less in the new edition um so i'm gonna learn here along with everybody else yeah. um all right so i mean we'll just walk through his stat line uh, i'm sure it's probably fairly standard, but I know there's some differences in, in like weapon skill and things like that for Primarchs, but uh, uh, movement eight, weapon skill eight, ballistic skill six, strength six, toughness six, wound six, initiative six, attack six, uh, 10 leadership and a two up save. Uh, he's got the regalia resplendent, uh, which is a two up armor save and a four up invulnerable allows any failed invulnerable rolls uh, made on a turn in which sanguinius charges to be re-rolled. That's pretty nifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blade on Carmine uh, is a, uh, Strength plus one, AP two, melee, rage two, rampage two, murderous strike five plus, shred, and master crafted. Uh, Infernus, which is a uh, big brother to the melta pistol, uh, range 18 inches, strength eight, AP one, assault two, armor bane melta, one shot, uh, and frag grenades. Because, sure, why not? You wouldn't <laughs> want him to waste that uh, high initiative by charging through some concrete. It's true. It's absolutely true. Um, he can exchange the blade on Carmine for the Spear of Telesto and the Moon Silver Blade for free. Uh, Spear of Telesto, Strength 10, AP 1, Two-Handed, Mastercrafted, Lance, Exoshock 4+, plus, uh, and the Moon Silver Blade is Melee, Mastercrafted, Blind, Duelist Edge 1, and Moon Silver. Uh, strength user AP 2. Sorry, I think I missed that. Um, can re-roll any... Uh, I'm sorry, any unsaved wound caused against models with the demon or psyker subtype is instead counted as two wounds. So it's basically got brutal demons, which is pretty cool. Uh, Wounds caused in excess do not spill over. I'm glad they specified that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can shoot the Spear of Telesto. He can yeet that motherfucker Uh, (laughs) once per battle in the shooting phase in lieu of making another shooting attack. uh, Sanguinius may make a shooting attack using the Spear of Telesto using the profile below, which is range 12, strength 10, AP 1, assault 1, exoshock 4 plus, instant death, and lance. should he choose to do this, he may not make either shooting attacks or melee attacks with the Spear of Telesto for the remainder of the battle. So he fires and forgets the spear, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Where'd Fuck your spear that go? Thing. I, um, Eat. I lost it. I, lost <laughs> I don't it want this a- anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost it in the demon's head. I don't know where the demon went with my spear, but it's gone. 
It kind of reminds me of, um, do y'all remember in first edition when the legions had legion specific relics? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. One specific thing. The world leaders Mm -hmm. had a trident that they could throw and it would just like do a whole point of damage to buildings and cause uh, difficult terrain. But the, he couldn't use it any time after that. Like it was an excellent close combat weapon, and you could use it as an excellent close combat weapon, or you could throw it to cause one whole point of turn. You just like building. Yeah, fuck this bunker in specific. <laughs> hey, it may be one uh, whole point, but if it's the last whole point, that matters. Yeah, it's true for sure. Yeah. I mean, you've got that uh, warlord trait for the word bears. It's like hatred buildings, right? <laughs> No, it's <laughs> it's um it's hatred, uh, <gasps> hatred independent characters. Um, sorry, you get an extra attack if there's an independent character, a Vexilla, um, or a right. Legion standard. So it's mm. it's hatred flags. Yeah, I yeah. say oh, hatred oh. flags. But it's really rage <laughs> flags. Hatred, <laughs> hatred, hatred, fancy hats. Although there used to be a uh, warlord trait for the original uh, Renegades and Heretics army list called Iconoclast which would let you re-roll damage results to a building on a character that had absolutely no ability to hurt a building. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like he, he didn't even uh, have crack grenades. We don't, we he know didn't even have crack grenades or a power fist, but he could re-roll damage to buildings. It's a shame that's, we didn't have an Inferno pistol. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, that's the kind of busted bullshit I love to hear. Ah, right, um, moving on. So uh, Sanguinius' special rules, uh, Legionis Astartes, Blood Angel, Shocker, uh, Master of the Legion, Shocker, uh, Bulky Six, Angelic Presence, Great Wings, Deep Strike, Loyalist, Shocker, and Warlord Trait is Sire of the Blood Angels. Uh, Sire of the Guys, Blood Angels? I'm, I'm sorry to cut go you for off it. here. Mm-hmm. All right. Great Wings. Do you think they mean like, wow, those are some great wings or he has great it's wings. Some, it's like great. <laughs> Probably <laughs> both. You mean like, if people like, are just like giving this dude compliments on his wings, like, man, you've got some great wings on you. You know that just these wings are killer. You know, some like, first edition Buffalo Wild Sigma wings. rules must compliment your opponent on Sanguinius's wings. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is it an adjective or a noun? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So it's war gear or special rules. So it's probably an adjective. Yep. Uh, so, Sire of the Blood Angels, uh, all friendly models of Legionis Astartes Blood Angels special rule and the same army as Sanguinius uh, that either deploys as part of a deep strike assault or any other deployment method that requires the deep strike special rule or has a Legion Warhawk jump pack gain plus one weapon skill on any turn in which they make a successful charge. That is nasty. Stacking uh, with your Legion Astartes rule is, is very nasty. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, you, you asked me how I would run Day of Revelation. Revelation. Well, if you're going to run Sanguinius, you need to run Day of Revelation. Like, let's be real here. Uh, In addition, any army with Sanguinius as the Warlord gains an additional reaction in the opposing player's movement phase, so long as Sanguinius has not been removed as a casualty. Uh, And then Angelic (sighs) Presence is any friendly units that are locked in combat and have at least one model within six inches of Sanguinius, as well as Sanguinius and any unit he has joined, may add plus one to the total number of successful wounds caused for the purposes of resolving which side has won a combat. So he gets a free Vexilla. That's cool. He is the Vexilla. He is the Vexilla. I mean, sure. And it specifies it does not stack with any other rules that increase the results. So that's right. Gotcha. Which is nice on assault squads that can't take Vexillas normally anyway. So, mm. you know. Very good point, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Great Wings. Uh, I, this is a big old block of text, but I'm guessing it's basically just he gets a jump pack that are his wings. 
Yeah, uh, fourteen inch movement. Fourteen inch mm-hmm. movement uh, ignores intervening terrain. Uh, has to take still has to take dangerous terrain checks for some <laughs> See, reason. Yes, losing his last one <laughs> to dangerous terrain. <laughs> that that'd be about how I would roll on that one. Yeah, I do not die today. Trip dead. <laughs> um, and he can run when he has his wings. Uh, Do most jetpacks are they mostly not able to run if they use their jetpacks? So we no, were just talking they, about this they all earlier. Have the same sequence. It's okay, weird. Exactly. Gotcha. The the gotcha. base core rule in the Age of Darkness rulebook is that jump packs or things that have jump packs can't run. Okay, cool, great. And then literally every other specific TM type of jetpack in the game can run. So it's like, okay, so yeah, what is what is this hmm. applying to I, then? So but, you know. I think what it is is they lose the default run and they have to use the jetpack run oh, with the extra distance. Run. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It makes sense. It's clunky, but yeah. I think it does yeah. make sense. But Sanguinius can run 20 inches in a turn now. Shit. Yep. Fast, boy. You can't shoot or charge, but he can move 20 inches. Yeah. One go. Fast man. All right. I think that's it for him. Uh, yeah. I think we blew 485 points. Yeah. 485 Weapon points skill for eight is kind of weapon skill. Eight's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need at least you have to be in turn at least weapon skill eight to even have a 50, 50 chance to hit him. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes me wonder what some of the big demons are going to look like in terms of stat line mm-hmm. and weapon skill. That'll be cool to see. <clears throat> Yeah. I feel like we don't have the time to pull Kabanda's stats and do a comparison. I don't think we do. Not this time. <laughs> Not this time around. <laughs> if we have extra time at the end. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. no, I don't think we will. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have the Dawnbreaker cohort as an elite choice at 150 points. It's composed of four Dawnbreakers and a Dawnbreaker champion. Uh, their stats are as follows with a movement of seven. Weapon skill of five, ballistic skill, strength, and toughness of four. They have two wounds each. They have initiative of four, two attacks on the Dawnbreakers, and three for the champion, and a leadership of eight and nine, respectively, with a two-up save. Uh, Their war gear involves the Falling Star Pattern Power Spear, which is a strength plus one AP three melee, reach one, rending five-up weapon. Oof. They have grenade dischargers, which are frag and have uh, which have frag and crack bombs, which uh, effectively it's a twelve-inch grenade launcher. Looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the a, frag hey, bomb you. is assault three rather than blast three inches. Mm, sure, good point. Mm, that's cool. Which is kind of cool if they all have that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. They also includes uh, frag grenades by default, artificer armor. They all have Warhawk jump packs. They have the Blood Angel special rule, Furious Charge 1, and Set the Sky Aflame. When a unit composed entirely of models with this special rule is deployed as part of a deep strike assault, any enemy units within 6 inches of the unit's final position suffer a minus 1 modifier to their leadership characteristic when taking any pinning tests caused by the deep strike assault. Solid. Yep. Yeah. Um, so one thing Love I noticed, that. these guys do not have crack grenades by default. Just frag grenades. Just frag grenades. Yep. So I guess you're relying on the plus one strength of the spear and then your, pl- your, your I guess, plus one to wound from your Legion of Stardust, uh to really deal with anything super tough, right? 
Sure. I mean, I mean you're also rending on the fives. Weapon. You're right. Yeah, you do have perdition mm-hmm. and rending on fives. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. True. I, I was just worried if they, because I know some units rely heavily on crack grenades to deal with things like strength six or above, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So they got a few more options here where they can take up to five more Dawnbreakers for 25 points each. Any model unit can exchange its power spear for an Equinox power blade case. Just the box, not the sword. I was about to say case, <laughs> power blade case. They're like those uh, things with Attack on Titan where they like get their swords out of boxes. Mm. That's what it sounds mm. like. So, uh, I actually know this. Um, a historical mm, yeah. term for a set of paired swords is a case. Ah, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Interesting. Which makes sense Neat. because uh, you have basically a pair of melee weapons, each with yeah. a different profile as listed below. In any given assault phase, the wielder must choose one of the following two profiles before making any attacks, and all their attacks in that phase will use the chosen profile and gain the additional attack for using two combat weapons. These are power weapons. You have the Sunrise Blade at Strength User AP3. You gain Melee, Shred, and Sudden Strike 1. Or you can take the Sunset Blade, which is also Strength User AP3, but instead gain Melee, Running 5 Up, and Sunder. I think we talked about this in the previous episode, Michael, of just being able to have different uh, types of styles or fighting with weapons is really fun. I'm glad they didn't just do, like, rename Lightning Claws and be like, hey, yeah, there you go. Um, (laughs) They made these feel unique uh, Mm -hmm. and very cool. And I like the idea of seeing just dudes run around with two swords like that. That'd be sick, right? Yeah. Yeah. We should also mention that uh, the entire unit can take Melted Bombs for 25 points for the whole unit. And so the that's how they deal with dreadnoughts, Will. They right melt there. Yep. No frag grenades <laughs> when you can bring melt bombs. Okay. Exactly. And the champion can exchange his falling star power spear for a power weapon for free or a perdition weapon for five points. Sick. So I'm putting the mall of perdition on this guy because on the charge, he's strength eight. Because he's plus two strength on the ball of perdition with Fury's charge. Yeah. With the brutal. So it's like, ugh. Oh, these are the guys you said wound dreadnoughts on too. Yep. That's why they don't need crack grenades. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, unfortunately, I, I just don't feel that the Equinox blades are worth it as a upgrade that you have to pay for. Like if it was a free swap, I'd probably mix some in there. But I, the, sp- yeah. the spears are just like in last edition when spears still worked like spears where there were different profiles versus whether you charged or not. Whereas now they're just reach rending five. It's like, I kind of just keep the spears on there. Honestly, mm-hmm. the spear is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, set the sky aflame. Is that the last thing we have to cover or have we already done that? I'm sorry. That was the uh, minus one leadership to pinning checks gotcha. that they caused from deep yeah. strike, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Especially you pair that, uh, you know, your day of revelation, you're coming in turn exactly, two. Yeah. Um, if you've got night fighting going on, now that's a minus two to their leadership check mm-hmm. for those pinning checks. Like, it, you can stack it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these these Not guys are real good. They are, a, they are a bargain for what they bring to the table. <clears throat> and these cool. are the dudes who are modeled like they're they're flying with their jump yep. backs, right? Okay, yep. cool. Very they are the cool flyboys. too. Yep. candidly i have never used them because i have never painted them because i can't be bothered to put those spindly little things together uh but <laughs> i have them i just need to build them and paint them sure but they're real good objectively speaking <clears throat> nice all right um next we have the crimson paladins who wants to tackle that i'll do that one 
Crimson Paladins at 145 points, another elite slot. Uh, they are composed of two Crimson Paladins and one Crimson Exemplar. Uh, these guys have your pretty standard Terminator stat line, uh, movement six, weapon skill six, fours across the board except in wounds, which is two. Uh, two attacks on the Paladin, three attacks on the Exemplar. Everybody's leadership ten. Hell yeah. Foof. Uh, and then, of course, <laughs> two up armor save. They Unless I'm mistaken, that's a weapon skill of five, not six. Uh, yeah, movement skill, weapon skill, movement, movement six, weapon <laughs> skill five. Okay. Yes. It's yeah, all good. We knew what you meant. Essential. Um, it's not in Cochisian. The numbers look different to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so Explain so come, much. They all come with a power weapon stock. They have a fancy Coriolis pattern power shield, and they're all in cataphracty, pa- uh, cataphracty armor. So two up, four up. Uh, they have Relentless, they have Bulky 2, they have Deep Strike, they have The Blood is Forever, which sounds like a Anne Rice chapter. <laughs> uh, and they come with Stubborn. If you happen to have five of them, no more, uh, then they may take a Legion Land Raider Proteus Carrier as a dedicated transport, um, or you can just go ahead and spring for the Spartan. Uh, which is pretty cool. With a unit of any size, which is pretty interesting. So you are not, like most units, you'll be like, you have to have more than five, right? You got to put that extra one dude in there before you can bring a Spartan. This is nice. You don't, you could put three dudes on a Spartan if you wanted to. If you really felt the need. And they're relatively cheap too for Mm -hmm. the three dudes for everything they do. Um, At 40 points a model, you can add up to seven more dudes. Uh, Any model in the unit may exchange its power blade or its power weapon for a sunset blade which again is just a power sword with rending five and sunder. Um, even for free, not entirely sure why you would do it when you have... Why is that not the default? That's wild. I wonder. Probably just for variety's sake. Um, but like like Jake said, I don't... Even for free, I don't think I would take it over like power axes and spears and mauls. You're right. It's power weapon, not specifically power sword. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So th- this is a complaint I have with the Blood Angels as they're written in general. They have so many unique weapons. So many swords. <laughs> Every so unit has weapons. a different unique weapon. And yeah, you'd think that would be a Dark necessary. Angels thing. I, right. uh, it's funny. Um, I, I am friends with our patron Alex Self on Facebook, and a lot of memes are, do I need more swords? The answer is, of course, yes. And yes. Uh, so every time that somebody complains that Blood Angels have too many swords, I think of you, Alex. Um, so for every five models in the unit, one Crimson Paladin can exchange his pattern, uh, his Coriolis pattern power shield for either uh, an Elastius Assault Cannon, a Heavy Flamer, or a Plasma Blaster um, at fairly cheap points. Up to two Crimson Paladins may exchange their power weapon for the Power Fist or the Chain Fist, so they can still... Um, just go all rocky on whatever it is that's fighting them. Uh, and the Exemplar may exchange both his power weapon and pattern uh, power shield for a Perdition weapon. So again, the Maul was probably the choice I would take just because it hits so freaking hard. <laughs> uh, and then the Exemplar can take a Grenade Harness for 10 points. Um, so they have their special rules. The blood is forever. When locked in combat with a unit that outnumbers them, a Crimson Paladin... Uh, unit gains feel no pain five up if outnumbered by more than twice their own number then they instead uh, gain feel no pain four up 
Any model with the independent character special rule that joins the squad does not itself gain this special rule and does not count for the purposes of determining if the unit is outnumbered. Each Crimson Paladin and Crimson Exemplar is counted as two models as they have bulky, and likewise enemy models with a variant of the bulky rule count as the number of models that would have moved for the purpose of transport capacity. <laughs> if locked in combat with more than one enemy unit, add the size of all enemy units together to decide if the Crimson Paladins are outnumbered. <sighs> so remember so, what I was talking about, how in Day of Sorrows you could get these guys up to a three-up feel-no-pain? For sure, Because uh-huh, of Heart yeah, of the yeah. Legion. Yeah, because of Heart yeah. of the Legion, yep. So, you know, you just... These guys, they, they are designed to go into... They are the anti-tar pit tar pit. Like, you send these guys into big bricks of stuff, and they just wade through them. Were they two wounds in the first in first edition? No, sadly. <laughs> They, so they, so they they're they're having a good time. They are absolutely uh, these having a guys, good time. Even even with it's only a handful of them, these guys look on paper at least incredibly difficult to shift. Um, mm. And I wouldn't want to get charged by them either. No, because um, going with the uh, if if I can uh, skip ahead, mm-hmm. Stephen, sure. um, going in with the uh, Coriolis uh, power shields. Uh, you reduce the roll of all to wound rolls coming against them by minus one. So the best you can wound these guys on is a three and then they can get up to a three up feel no pain on top of that. And they're still cataphracti. So they still have a two up four up. So yes, they can be very, very sticky. So to get, to get into the real like gritty granularity of it. um, I noticed that it says reduce the result of all to wound moles made against a target made that target a model with a pattern power shield or the Coriolis shield by a weapon with the melee type by all plus one. Um, how does that work when I guess you are dealing with guys who have replaced their shield with guns or like the exemplar who doesn't have one? Um, I'm glad you asked Steven challenge. Uh, because uh, games workshop has actually been so kind as to FAQ this for us oh. uh, to, uh, that rule should now read as reduce the result of all two wound rolls made that target a unit in which the majority of models have a Coriolis pattern ah, power shield. Ah, that's so, okay. See. Ah. okay yep. cool. cool, 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 cool. I was cool. also well, about that. to say they're all characters too. Oh, no, excuse me. No, no unfortunately, no, you can't juggle wounds on them. Sadly. No, it's weird that they don't have a uh, chosen warrior. I would expect them to, to, to have that. I would also yeah, kind no. of expect the Dawnbreaker core to have it and they don't have it either. Yep. You'd also expect Weird. these guys to have the retinue special rule, but they don't. Or like, yeah, you know, the ability to, to be like taken as to. a retinue. I think they the, used to. Huh. Was it for a special character, though? Or was it just sure? <laughs> please, use Alistair, being... please use Alistair Crow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> please laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, these are get these guys are super cool. Uh, and they're one of the few Terminator units in the game that have deep strike just inherently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They come as a set of three instead of five, like a lot of them do. That would yep. be that's a that's a fantastic way to soak up interceptors. It's with these crimson paladins because yep. they're not going down easy. Are they the most durable Terminator in the game no. right now? Absolutely, no, not. they are not. Um, because you have to get them into melee for all the shit to kick off. Because mm-hmm. they only yeah. get these feel no pains and minus one to wounds in melee, and they don't um, get the feel no pains against. Strength eight. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fire Drakes still have them beat by a good margin. Yeah, it really <laughs> seems like Fire Drakes or Gorgons would have them because Gorgons have the. Or Huskarls. Or, or Morlocks. Or invi- inviolate. Or- Certain Terminators or- have Storm Shields for a three yeah. up invul. You're right. Yep. Actually, yeah. the, the new Morlocks actually have um, 
what mm-hmm. is it hardened or whatever it is battle hardened yeah battle hardened you're, yep. hardened? you're oh, right battle you're hardened right. yeah they're toughest yeah, yeah. five for the purposes of instant death so they are sticky thanks yeah, you're right. yeah for all the crimson okay. paladins durability there's a couple of things in here that you might expect them to have that they don't and battle yep. hardened is one of them yeah, that's what I was I, saying. Is, I think that would push them into cheese territory, though. Personally, well, I mean, I guess, I guess the uh, maybe the power the power shield probably takes care of that nicely because, like most, yeah, I think most stuff that's going to instant death you strength wise is going to be power fists, and uh, sure. the shield just doesn't care. I mean, they still care. The it's just you're not care either. You're not. You're just not wounding them on better than a three. So you're not yeah. wounding you're them. You're not deathing them, is what I you mean. You are though. You are still because they're still it strength eight. It's just it's just reducing the wound roll. It's not reducing the strength. Yeah. So they're still uh, absolutely reduce the result of all to wound mm-hmm. rolls. Yeah. Um, the last edition shields used to reduce it by strength. Used to reduce the strength. Oh. But, Sorry, uh, Crimson Paladins. Yeah. They look cool. Yeah. But, so uh, yeah, like um, oh. I, I run mine with the sunset blades just because that's what they come modeled with. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they mm-hmm. at number one, they can now be a 10 man unit because they could only be a five man unit before. Mm. Uh, and now they can take two power fists, which they used. They you used to have to pay 20 points for a power fist on these guys. They did not want you taking power fists on them <laughs> at all. Yeah. And you could only Yikes. take two. You can still only take two, but they only cost 10 points. Uh, and mm-hmm. they added chain fists, which is kind of cool. Um, I, I, if I, if I'm converting up another five of them, I've got five painted, but if I'm doing another five, I'll throw a couple chain fists in there. Sure. Just for dealing with dreadnoughts. I'm like, all right. Huh? For sure. Yeah. I, I, I really would like to see how the Gal Vorbach perform against them. Yeah. Just because I have mm. so much, they have so much instant death in mass. Uh, yeah. Kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I suspect it would be a, um, Either you'd ro- run right through them, or they would just bounce. Well, actually, I'm thinking. Now that I I'm just realized it, they don't have any. They don't even have a bolter amongst them. There's no ranged attack, no ranged weapon. Nope, there is no shooting unless you put that assault cannon on there. I'm, I'm looking at it, and the way that the uh, power shields work kind of make me think that Galvorbach or anything that has like murderous strike or instant death mm-hmm. on sixes would bounce because it specifically reduces the roll. And so if you need a six to get something and the shield knocks your six down to a five, then you don't get that thing. I think rules like that are immune to that for for both minus and plus. Yeah. You have to hit the natural to um, make Uh, it mm -hmm. Well, that would be close. You you were, you were safe for a brief shining moment. Crimson Paladins. (laughs) So while these guys may not have any ranged weapons, I think the next unit has a shit ton of ranged weapons to make up for it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is the Angel's Tears. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are, what is this, an Erlium? How do you pronounce that? Erlium? Maybe. Erlium. All right, so that's what the, the basic dudes are called. They're movement of seven, weapon skill four, ballistic skill four, strength four, toughness four... Wounds one, initiative four, attacks two, base, and three on the Arc Illyrium, uh, leadership eight and nine, respectively, and they have a three up save. They are 150 points for five. Uh, key note, they are heavy. Yeah. So that's nice for uh, something that only has one wound and a three up armor save, right? Uh, yep. War gear, they have two Volkite Serpentas stock standard, chain swords, rad grenades, 
frag grenades, crack grenades, power armor, and the Warhawk jump pack. Um, they also have Legion Stardust Blood Angels, Counterattack 1, Stubborn, and Better Duty. So these are the Legion-specific uh, destroyers Absolutely. for Blood Angels. Uh, and they are... F- fucking crazy destroyer sorry i know from my new year's resolution it said it stopped swearing so much on the cast so forgive, <laughs> forgive me i'm dropping on the f-bomb right. quite a bit You'll be right. um all right so angels tears they can max out to 10 men uh the entire unit may take melted bombs standard price 25 points uh any model makes changes voltides and serpentas for one of the following an angels tier grenade launcher so this is a legion specific grenade launcher uh, specific to them <laughs> heavy Once flamer again, assault cannons rotor cannons snowflake heavy chain swords uh the sergeant can exchange his chain sword for a heavy chain sword uh power weapon power fist yeah 20 points for that power fist christ on a crutch okay mm-hmm. uh, a single lightning claw and the thunder hammer for 25 yeah i'm taking a thunder hammer what uh <laughs> plasma pistol for five points each uh and he can upgrade to artificer armor for 10 points now yeah, this he can specific- also upgrade to melted pistols Yep, of course. Pistols. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Now this unit-specific uh, grenade launcher is the Angel Tier grenade launchers. It's a 24-inch mm-hmm. grenade launcher that is strength four, AP four. This is assault three, radphage and fleshbane. Love the fact Ooh. it's not a blast. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing that a lot of radphage uh, weapons. It's or um, grenade launchers are typically, yeah. unless you're crack, right? I feel like a lot of them are blast. But I'm looking in that that's a pattern with. Uh, Blood Angels, uh, their Dawnbreaker cohort, and now these guys, they're grenades. They're fucking snipers with grenades, okay? They, <laughs> they just, they're, choo, choo, kill, they're killing exactly who they want to with this. Um, but yeah, like, did you ever play a Call of Duty and use the grenade launcher and just shoot a dude in the head yeah, and, like, direct and impact? Get, and, you'd get uh, direct impact or thumped, is what it was called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Um, so, do you have a squad of these guys? Do you run them? How do you, how do you feel about them? Um, so, uh, I have a unit of five uh, with the assault cannons, because um, they're, you know, just for being destroyers, they're pretty nice because they come mm-hmm. stock with jump packs and Volkite pistols. So, you yeah. know, they're already a pretty good bargain as far as destroyers go anyway. Um, but then you put the assault cannons on them and they are heavy, so they can't run, but you do then have an mm-hmm. effective 36 inch threat range with those assault cannons. Um, right. cause they used to be heavy for, and then the destroyers could take them with uh, suspensor webs. So they would only be a 12 inch range if you wanted to move and shoot with them. But because they made the assault cannons assault four, now you can move and shoot with them with impunity. Yeah. So you have a lot bigger threat range with them. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I mean, that Warhawk has 12 inch movement. So yeah, absolutely, dude, you are going to be spraying a bunch of things with that. Yeah. Um, like you said, and, what was it? 36 inches. So yep. Huge threat bubble. And uh, as as we mentioned, you can put um, you can basically make the champion a, a mini Moritat, so you can give mm-hmm. him two put plasma pistols, two melta pistols, um, just you know hose something down with assault cannons, and then just use him to pick off whatever's left. Sure, somebody trying to tank a you know artificer sergeant or something like that, and then you that's when you whip out the infernal pistols for sure. Yep. But uh, yeah, it looks like a neat unit. I mean, always cool to have um, destroyer units specific to legions. Yep. Um, and these guys look great, I think, too, with those little death masks they have. Yep. I converted mine out of um, Sanguinary Guard, so they just oh, have like okay. those death masks. Because yeah. I didn't really like the like O-Face helmets they have. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they. I feel like those should have been an Emperor's Children thing. 
mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. here we go. All right, and the next unit we'll cover will be one you said was your favorite, and that is the uh, the dreadnought. You want to take that one? Sure. Uh, so we got the Contemptor Incendius class Dreadnought. Um, it's basically a Contemptor, but you know, we'll run through it real quick anyway. Uh, movement eight, weapon skill, ballistic skill five, strength, toughness seven, six wounds, four uh, initiative four, three attacks, leadership nine, and a two up save. Um, it uh, you know it's a Dreadnought. It's Legionis Astarius Blood Angels. Uh, it has two talons of perdition with inbuilt heavy flamers, uh, an Atomic Deflector atomantic deflector goodness uh and an incendious booster pack um you can do the standard uh dreadnought thing where you can replace the inbuilt heavy flamers with uh, a melta gun for 10 points or an iliastus assault cannon for 15 um and you can replace either or both or i'm sorry both you may replace both of its talents of perdition with gravis power fists for free um as unfluffy and flavorful as it is i'm swapping for the power fists every time because brutal three on strength nine ap2 is hard to argue with um for for the record uh the talents of perdition are strength user ap2 uh, shred brutal two so your strength seven ap2 with shred and brutal two so it's just I think the power fists are just a more all comers pick. Um, I'll use these guys to like counter enemy dreadnought charges with because with their sure. booster pack, which I'll talk about here in a second, you can kind of dictate when that charge happens. Um, so the incendious booster pack, uh, it's basically a jump pack on your dreadnought uh, and you can use it one of two ways. You can either uh, put him in deep strike and use him in a deep strike assault uh, like we talked about with the. Uh, uh, day of revelation um mm-hmm. or just if you're playing a, a you know not that you would do this because all of our listeners are good people that like having friends but if you <laughs> did want to play fury of the ancients list this is a great pick for your fast attack slots that could be dreadnoughts um Ooh, boy because in fury yeah. of the ancients you're limited to one f- fast attack and one heavy support that are not also dreadnoughts so you could just fill your fast attacks up with these boys <laughs> um Again, not that you would do that because you're good people, but the or option is there. Or if you're Alpha there. Legion. Or if you're Alpha Legion, yeah. <laughs> Looking for yeah. something something weird to throw into your Fury list. Um, or you can use it as a Shock Assault, which is essentially you get the jump pack thing for a turn. Um, you can make the Dreadnought's movement characteristic 12, um, and then he gains Hammer of Wrath 2, and... Um, would then get his plus two for charging at that point. Um, so you basically, essentially the way it works is you can run him and charge him with a plus two to his charge and hammer of wrath two for a single turn. Um, then it's a fire and forget. It's like the uh, shuttle going into space. It sheds the booster pack and you can't use it again. So it's a one time use, but usually that's gotcha. all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy's just real solid. He's a, he's a beat stick melee contemptor that can get there faster. Really? Um, I honestly just run him with the heavy flamers. I've had more success with that than paying the 30 points for the assault cannons. Like they're nice, but I'd rather have that 30 yeah. points somewhere else. It is interesting. Um, it does specifically mention if you take them for day of revelation, they have to be in deep strike assault. They can't yep. do the shock assault. So, right. Well, that's kind of interesting. Do I guess then are of the two weapon options, talons of perdition or gravis power fist. Is there a better one? Do you, do you typically lean towards one or the other? I typically lean towards the fists just because they're better for dueling other dreadnoughts with. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, you know, if you're not in a dreadnought heavy meta, and you know, some 
paradise utopia somewhere where nobody runs dreadnoughts <laughs> um you could use the talons i mean the talons aren't necessarily bad against dreadnoughts either because you're still wounding them on fours threes with your legiones astartes with shred yep. so it's yeah. more consistent wounds but i just find that the brutal three just getting those wounds through is just a little bit better um but yeah do you send this guy into terminators or and that's the other thing too with the Gravis Fist, you're instant deathing terminators with the strength nine. So it's just it's a hard oh, yeah. case for the talent yeah. of perdition because it's only strength seven. Um, but you know, it's it's not bad yeah. by any stretch, it's just the the power fists are kind of better. Gotcha. Okay. Also um, counts as like, a flame weapon, too. So I yeah. found that a lot yeah, of uh, yeah. a lot of uh units that there's like a resistance to flame, like salamanders stuff i haven't seen anything that's like weak against flame yet or am i yeah. mistaken i the, have uh, not either the word bearers marigal also has resistance to flame mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. not that i would suggest throwing your incendius into a marigal <laughs> but you know you could yeah. okay um do we have the exemplary battle units pulled up so somebody can cover them i, do. I sure do okay cool yeah let's knock those out before we get to characters i think uh jake do you want to take the op- open them Sure. So um, the newest and I believe the last exemplary battle units we got were the uh, Blood Angels and Iron Hands with the uh, Death of Canopus. Um, so we've got the Blood Angels Offenim Court. Um, they f- These guys are like Sanguinius's secret police, basically watching for uh, signs of the Red Thirst in his legion. Mm, okay, um, okay. They feature heavily in the uh, Primarch novel, if you haven't read that yet. Gotcha. Um, but uh, they are, they're basically like kind of like a mini command squad, but we'll get there. Uh, so they're movement seven, weapon skill five, ballistic skill strength, toughness four, two wounds, initiative four, three attacks, leadership nine, and a two up save. Comes with three of them. They are an HQ choice. Um, they have uh, blades of judgment, bolt pistols, combat shields, fragging crack grenades, and artificer armor. Uh, they are infantry. Um, they're not all characters, but they do have chosen warriors. Um, then the other special rules they have are Shadows of Judgment, The Burning Eyes, uh, Loyalist, and Support Squad. So they can't be your compulsory HQ, sadly. Mm. Um, you can take up to two additional Offenim for 40 points, and they can have uh, jump packs for 10 points per model. Um so flipping over here to their special stuff, uh, they once again have a special Snowflake Blood Angels weapon. Uh, the Blade of Judgment is Strength Plus 2, AP 3, Two-Handed, Rending 6 Plus, Murderous Strike 6 Plus. It is um, almost like the uh, Tyrannic Greatsword. Almost. almost. Yeah. Almost. Does this um, one count as a Flame and Power as well? It does not say that, so I do not think so. I think it is just okay. a bog standard power weapon. Um, gotcha. Let's see. What does the flavor text say? They just say uh, uh, just grim. Uh, yeah, the known to exist great swords, axes, and glaives, each united in the sole purpose of executing those of space marine physiology. So I just, I just think these like big halberds are like big bastard swords. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. Sounds like they're almost similar to Paragon weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Mini Paragon blades. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Shadows of Judgment. So this is a really cool rule for them. Uh, in a challenge with a model with the Legiones Astartes faction, so loyalist or traitor, uh, a model with this special rule gains a bonus of plus one to their initiative, can re-roll all failed to wound rolls, and gains rending four plus. 
damn, they are space marine hunters. That's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. They're and they're character duelists too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry, abs- that's what I meant. Character hunters, not sure. obviously they're fucking space marine hunters. <laughs> yeah, but they, they were designed to be so from the outset. So yeah. you know, oh. they're they're kind of a a, a no no. Uh, uh, um, what not was his nut about? Yeah. What's his nuts that um, was like being sanctioned by the ultramarines for daring to theorize about? Oh yeah, you know, fighting others. Yeah. Theol, yep. <laughs> It's like sucks to suck, man. Should have been a blood angel. He would have embraced yeah. you for that. <laughs> um, so then the burning eyes, uh, basically, uh, they have retinue. They can be taken as a command squad, um, which is cool. But at the same time, I feel like these guys are really cool as like their own unit, because um, then you can have other things join them, like apothecaries. Um, if you take them as a command squad, they can't be joined by apothecaries or tech Marines. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you're going to go hero hammer, sure. Why not take your Praetor with a often unit and put a chaplain and a, uh, librarian and primus Medicare or librarian or something, just make an absolute beat stick of a unit. Um, cause you can put whatever nasty shit you want on those other characters and let these guys soak those challenges that they clearly mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these guys idea, are real man, cool. Um, similar to the Huskarls, I noticed that uh, these guys are in the interesting position of being able to be taken as your compulsory HQ, but then not having to be the Warlord. <laughs> well, they can't be your compulsory HQ because they do have support squad. Oh, so, okay. I, I missed yeah. support squad. Never mind. Yeah. It's it's a little bit of a sad, but that's ah, all right. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, though. You can't have your army led by a unit of secret police that nobody yeah. knows is there. <laughs> <laughs> who's your who, Who's your boss? I got no fucking clue, man. He wears a trench coat. <laughs> He's got a big old hat on. I don't know. I've never met the guy. <laughs> well, where is he? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, these guys oh, are really uh, cool. Yeah, and we so yeah, it, we want to roll into characters now. Um, also, uh, I think we should also mention the uh, Legacies guy, Mr. Judicar Astrochrone. Ah, yes. Yeah. He, he can on be page... the first character we take on. Oh, yeah. he's a Legacies character. Okay. Yeah, yep. on page uh, 63. I figured since we're already kind of on the uh, outside the book. Sure, sure. Uh, 155 points, HQ unit. Judicar Astrochrone has movement of 7, weapon skill and ballistic skill of 5, strength and toughness of 4. He has 3 wounds. Initiative five, three attacks, leadership nine, and a two-up save. He has two-hand flamers, a siphon shard axe, which is strength plus one, AP three, melee, rending five up, and duelist edge one. He has artificer armor, an iron halo, frag grenades, crack grenades, and rad grenades. He has blood angel special rule. He is independent character, scout, counterattack one, the Ghost of Safe, uh, Virtue of Judgment, Bitter Duty, and Loyalist. The Ghost of Safe, the first time Judicar Astrochrone loses his last wound or otherwise removed as a casualty, roll a d6, and on a 4-up he is placed in reserves with a single room wound remaining instead of being removed or destroyed. If he enters reserves on or after turn 4, then he may enter play automatically at the start of the controlling player's following turn. I like how... You kill him, he's taken off the table and goes into reserves. Usually they like just stand right back up. Right, yeah. exactly. It's kind of interesting. Only to get fucking punked again, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like he jetpacks straight up. <laughs> it's like, I gotta come back down. I gotta get out of here, man. 
He's he's got a, a, an ejection booster seat yeah. like on mm-hmm. himself. <laughs> yep, and a virtue what, of judgment. Sorry, what book is he from? A malevolence. But he's not in any black library novel. Oh, no, he's, that's what I that's what I was asking. Is yeah, he a black library character? He's he's literally a Forge World donut steal. Like he he oh, did okay. not exist outside of the black books. Gotcha. All right. And his uh, last uh, rule: virtue of judgment. At the start of battle, once both players have deployed their armies, including any units with the infiltrator special rule, uh, his, the controlling player may select D three enemy units. These units are considered marked for judgment. The Judicar, Blood Angels, Tears. Legion Destroyers or Legion Mortalis Destroyers with Legionis Astartes Blood Angel Special Rule in the detachment that Judicar Crone is part of gain the Shred Special Rule when making attacks with a weapon with the flame type against units that are marked for judgment, like Perdition Blades. There's your fire buff. That's oh, true. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, I yep. Hadn't, I hadn't Not- considered the Perdition aspect to it, but yep, absolutely. Like a whole crap ton of blades. Yep. Okay. Or just or just nope. flamers and heavy flamers. Yeah. I mean like I said, coming at one fifty five points with a looks like uh not quite Praetor line. More uh, I think definitely Centurion. Mm-hmm. He's only leadership nine. Yeah, with better but, uh, duty I, I bet he's like a Mortad equivalent, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like a he's like a flame Mortad equivalent. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a real fun character and I really like that yeah. uh buffing rule. Yeah, I, I could see I could see making like a uh, allied detachment with him. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I think Michael and I were talking in one of the chats the other day about um, like in some future um, expansion or something, we could see possibly like a, a destroyer company right of war. And yeah. he would fit right in there with Absolutely. Blood Angels for sure. Man, that would be sick, dude. Yeah. Unfortunately, this guy is so overshadowed by the next destroyer special character that we're going to talk about that it's kind of it's kind of silly. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Back to the book. All right, Dominion Zephon. He is 185 points, the bringer of sorrow, the exile, the twice born, exarch of the high host. We all know him from Siege of Terra and Master Mankind. Pretty cool dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Zephon has a movement of seven, weapon skill six, ballistic skill five, strength, toughness are both four, wounds is three, initiative five, attack four, leadership ten, and a two up save. He is an infantry unique character. He has Artificer Armor, the Spiritum Sanguinis, or Sanguis, yeah. uh, which is a plus one strength, AP two, melee, two-handed, reaping blow one, mastercrafted power weapon. Very nice. Uh, he then has Lament and Grief, which are two separate. Now, this this is key because when he first came out, he they were not two separate weapons. They fixed it. <laughs> Lament and Grief are two separate weapons, both counting as full kite, uh, with the identical profiles of 10-inch, Strength 5, AP 5, Pistol 3, Deflagrate, and Blind, just to top it off. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> nasty. Nice. Which the, the Blind <laughs> is just the disrespectful cherry on top. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he has an iron halo, a frag, crack grenades, rag grenades, and melt bombs. He's got because I mean, even in the books, he had like bandoliers of melt bombs yeah. wrapped around. You know, so your boy Legion is strapped Warhawk, <laughs> for sure. Warhawk jump pack, uh, Legion of Start. All right, so special rules: Legion of Start as Blood Angels, independent character, relentless. Why would he need that? I don't know. Uh, so you, uh, we'll, we'll see. Good we'll question. See. Uh, Master of the Legion. 
Furious Charge 1. So he's a destroyer that can take uh, rights of war, which is cool. Yep. He does have bitter duty. He is stubborn. He is a Paragon of Restoration as a special rule. We'll get, uh, the Paragon of Restoration gives Zephan Feel No Pain 5-up special rule. In addition, the first time in battle, he loses his last wound or is otherwise removed <laughs> from play as a casualty. The controlling player must immediately roll a d6. On a 4-up, he remains in play with a single wound remaining instead of being removed or destroyed. I like it. So remember uh, that rule we were just talking about? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Warlord, he is the Exarch of the High Host, and he is locked as Loyalist. Exarch of the High Host uh, if Zephon is chosen as the warlord, he automatically gains this. Uh, da, 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 da. If Zephon is the army's warlord, then Legion Destroyer Assault Squads may be selected as part of the same HQ choice. So he can basically... so And they gain the retinue squad. So he takes a retinue of destroyers, which is pretty sick. Uh, and then, let's see, retinue, force order slot, blah, 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 all that... So yeah, it looks like uh, they gain Chosen Warrior. Um, in addition, you get an extra reaction in the opposing player's assault phase <laughs> if he's not been removed as a casualty. So yeah, I think gaining Destroyers as a retinue? What do you guys think? It's pretty cool. It's cool. But I mean, is it better than him just joining Destroyers? Well, Destroyers are an elite slot. And as someone who likes running Destroyers... I commonly have the problem of uh, I run out of slots. Freeze up a yeah. slot. That in yeah. itself, yeah. I mean, is is worth something. Yeah. So, well, so you can take Blood Angels are take. very thirsty for their elites choices because you've mm-hmm. got the Dawnbreakers, the Crimson Paladins, and the Angels you tiers all in elites. Yeah. So having an extra elite slot open is is pretty handy. Yeah, so you can take ten of these guys too mm-hmm. as yeah. a retinue, which. Yep. Yeah, and then you can put all kinds of nasty shit in there, like uh, Mm -hmm. disintegrators and heavy flamers and or toxiferin flamers and shit like that. Yeah, a few inferno pistols here and there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just for flavor. Yep. Um, Yep. But he's he's really cool, man, and I like him in his books. I mean, that he's one of the main characters that you know I look forward to hearing about after Master Mankind. I was like, God, I hope they don't just you know do away like never bring him up again. And I'm glad he's played such a pivotal role in Siege of Terra. So very good. Well, then they uh, they they tried to Walking Dead Glenn him. They fake out death of oh, like yeah. Yeah. got a whole got a well, whole hive well, we, dropped we need on to him. Caveat that with spoilers because I don't think everybody's read Siege of Terror stuff yet. Mm. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, we're good. We're good. Um, who wants to cover uh, Master Ralderon? Want to put a bow on a Jake or? Sure, I'd be happy right. to. Well, and that is the last. That is the last unit actually. Yeah, is, yeah. Is save the best and, for uh, last. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Yeah. This guy is is a, a bargain and a beat stick. Um, so uh, Chapter Master Ralderon, 180 <sighs> points. First Captain of the Blood Angels, the Archine of Wisdom, the Tranquil Angel. Uh, he is movement and weapon skill 7, uh, ballistic skill 5, <laughs> strength 4, toughness 4, 3 wounds, initiative 5, 4 attacks, leadership 10, and a 2-up save. Uh, Artificer armor, uh, the un the Encarmine Warblade, which is a strength plus one AP two master crafted shred murderous strike five plus um, combi flamer. Cause sure. Uh, bolt pistol, iron halo, frag and crack grenades. Um, he's got a uh, 
Legion of Astartes Blood Angels, Independent Character, Relentless, Master of the Legion, Furious Charge 2 for some reason, because one was not enough. Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. his warlord trait is the Archine of Wisdom. And this is what makes Ralderon so <laughs> interesting as an HQ choice. Basically, um, he can yoink any other loyalist legio warlord trait that he wants that's um, why y'all do so he any other of the you know loyalist legions that are not specified as traitor only he can just yoink one of those <laughs> other warlord traits and use it um and it automatically just kind of swaps over to legion as astartes blood angels so it like works correctly in the army except for the dark angels but it makes sense because because they interact with the wings and much it would not work out with the angels right right um also i do like how they specified you can't use specific characters warlord traits yes Mm -hmm. it's not like you could steal fucking (laughs) go oh gilliman's warlord trait yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay i have i have four main ones that i look at for him um Hmm. Top amongst them is Solar Marshal because, I mean, duh, like (laughs) making him weapon skill eight and whatever he's with plus one weapon skill as well is just dumb. It's just dumb. Um, And, you know, being able to have that floating reaction for his unit is kind of handy to make sure he stays alive and gets where he needs to go. And also it is fluffy. I mean, he is Mm -hmm. a Solar Marshal. He is the the essential leader of the blood angels at Terra. So, I mean, it, it yeah. makes sense, even though it is kind of a, you know, gamey choice. Ralderon <laughs> is cool enough that we will let him be an honorary Imperial fist. <laughs> well, he just needs to learn how to shoot his bolter straight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also really like the, uh, Raven guard. I forget what the name of it is, but it's like their character dueling one where they gets extra strength and attacks for being in duels with enemy characters. Yeah. Um, that's solid. Like getting him up to on the charge, potentially, if he's in a challenge with uh, the enemy warlord, getting uh, him up Bane to strength tyrants. eight. Bane of Tyrants, thank you. Getting him potentially up to strength eight with like a bunch of attacks with shredding murderer strike five plus. Like, yikes. Yeah. I mean, yikes. It's, it's, a, it's a paragon blade with shred, right? It's a paragon blade with shred and one better murderer strike and oh, no specialist right. weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way better. Yeah. And no specialist weapon, so he's getting that extra attack too. Solid. So he's he's basically base five attacks. <sighs> Damn. Is Again, rough. Bane tyrants sounds pretty darn fluffy. Yeah. 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 Um, an, another one I like for him is uh, the Ultramarines Aegis of Wisdom. This is a bit bit more of like a supporty type role, mm-hmm. but basically um, any unit making a rallying check. Uh, can use his leadership uh, as long as they can draw a line of sight to him. Uh, And then that that unit gets to leadership 10. And then uh, that unit can behave normally. Like mm-hmm. once it rallies, which is really nice. It's it's more of a supporty type role, but again, it is fluffy. You know, he is the the figurehead, the the figure of inspiration and leadership amongst the Blood Angels. Um, eat shit, traitor! But um, that's more that's Amit. Sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, get off my wall. Um, that whole deal. Uh, and then the last one I like is um, I believe it's called Crownbreaker from the Space Wolves. It's another kind of dually character duelist type. Of leadership trait i don't remember off the top of my head what it does because i don't think i've ever actually used it i've either used um one of those three i already mentioned um but it's another kind of dualisty type uh warlord trait um and you know stealing things from the space wolves and making them angry Mm -hmm. is is always nice 
get per- you gain oh. preferred enemy independent characters and feel no pain. Yep. Five up. Sure. So you know, getting to hitting most things on threes with weapon skill seven, re-rolling ones, and then you know the, you're kind of losing out on the shred a little bit, but eh. the feel no pain base is pretty cool too. Uh, but yeah, Ralderon's real good. And for 180 points, he is an absolute bargain bin steal for what he does. Absolutely. Being able to swap the Warlord trait, I mean, it makes him just so versatile. I mean, you, yeah. Could, yeah. you could have him be your character hunter or you can have him be your support character. You know, I mean, there's plenty of options here. And that's yeah. that's really what it's all about, um, man. So he is, he is both very interesting, but also very vanilla. Because, I mean, he's basically a a Praetor plus and thus can be treated uh, and dealt with as any other Praetor plus, you know, you start dropping thunder hammers and power fists on him. He's going to die just as soon as anybody else. Sure. sure. That's why you got to bubble wrap him. Absolutely. Well, but I yeah. say the blood angels are pretty solid. This edition. Yes. Yeah. I like think their, so. their Legion trait took a bit of a hit where it used to just be that one better to wound just period. If they were fighting in melee, now you kind of have, you only get the one turn when you get the charge off and you have to get the charge off to do it. But then everything else they got is just so much more usable. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're spoiled for choice. Really? Like there's just so many different things. Uh, What was your favorite change? Definitely the day of sorrows getting, Mm. getting, like the, the army that I was building towards getting made so much better, which just was yeah. such a, a vindicating moment. Um, and the Crimson I mean, Paladins. Yeah. yeah. People are like, you know, just stick it out, man. You know, maybe this right of war, maybe it'll go just real cool. It, man, just keep, keep the, keep positive. And then fucking keep the faith. You know, 2.0 comes out. Vindication. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Very good. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Jake. It was good. No problem. Happy to have been uh, here. Expertise on the subject, man. Very nice. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Thanks again. And again, thanks for listening to the Remembrance Retreat. Uh, Until next time, keep those dice rolling and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. All right. And stuff.